If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, welcome to the Completely Unnecessary Podcast. It's spring, it's sprung, it's March 24th, Tuesday, 2020. That's Ian Ferguson. It's beautiful outside, from what I hear. It's a beautiful day, day! Are you social distancing out there? We're going to get through this together on the CU Podcast. Damn well better be social distancing. On the podcast, we'll be talking about um, GameStop's... uh, uh, PR disaster the past week as it comes to the public health crisis. We're talking about the Atari VCS update. We'll have a have an Amico update for you as well because why won't we? Uh, our buddy Ben Heck back on the show in some capacity. The World Video Game Hall of Fame Finals. Has there ever been a year? I feel like we've done like five of these in the podcast already. It's every year. And a Patreon poll Once topic. Once a year. Ian. Yearly. Real quick. Real Fuck. quick. Gotta- yeah. What? Real quick, uh, at UltimateNintendo.com, you know there's certain NES and Super Nintendo guidebooks. Mm. You also know that there's certain uh, not-for-resale Blu-ray. There's also the limited T-shirt. There's pins. There's also enamel pins. Pins. But the important news is that ah, uh, my warehouse now has a DHL contract, which means I can ship internationally these heavy books through DHL, which means woo, cheaper international shipping to Canada and to Europe. So... Off the top of my head, uh, the average is about $20 cheaper or $25 cheaper. So if going to France or the or like the, the UK or Great Britain before was like $65, $70. Bucks. Now it's like $40. Bucks. So that's a really good change. In Scandinavia, we've always had fans of the podcast, Scandinavia. Lots of people show up in the NES Marathon in Scandinavia. That's true. It's a lot cheaper there, too. It's, an, it's like 25 bucks cheaper somehow. Thanks, DHL, for getting on board with my warehouse. So I'll have those prices updated today. So, you know, tell your friends in Europe. Stop yelling at Pat that the prices are so expensive. I, I couldn't do anything about it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is my way of apologizing and making amends. I, I wish I had this for the Kickstarter, though, when the book went live. But what are you going to do? What so, are you going to do? Are you happy about do? that, Ian? Yeah. I'm fucking thrilled. So happy, so, so happy. That's, that why, that's why you shaved your beard when you there's, found there's out. Twenty. I lo- I'm a strange looking little man. I fucking hate having my face shaved. I can't stand it. But uh, hey, I've. <laughs> what, I, is, what does Vani prefer? Uh, she. I think she. There's pluses and minuses to both. Sure. She enjoys the softness of my face when I'm shaved. Sure. But she likes to have a little bit of a little beard scratchy. to to tug on. Yeah. Well, my ex thought I looked like a Greek soccer player when I had my beard. I didn't disagree with her. So she liked that. But yeah, it was too scrunchy and, and too harsh. I like a man with a They like the rugged look, but not the not I the like rugged a man feel. with an easy touch. Remember those like Gillette commercials back in like, the I late do. 80s? Really nice? I do. 
<laughs> so it's like shave and a woman will come touch your face well it kind of is true when you have a girlfriend they like clean shaving sorry what was i talking about the books yes ultimate nintendo.com we also have the not for resale uh, movie which is doing well it's also on amazon and vimeo and 4k on there ian did you enjoy some animal crossing this weekend i enjoyed a lot of animal you, crossing this you, weekend. That, you didn't socially isolate when it came to uh no switch no uh and i haven't played a whole lot of uh online yet either just because um there's something relaxing to me about animal crossing uh, i'd like playing the online but early on when i'm getting my town up and going i like the it's my own little area i enjoy it i just like wandering around in peace you're isolated in the wilderness yeah or i like that is it the wilderness technically yeah it is. it is um but online becomes a lot of fun very quickly going and visiting people um, but one of the big things I noticed this weekend just from looking online and Vani's time online is that the hot item in Animal Crossing is the hot item in the real world currently. Everyone is wearing masks. <laughs> you can get masks? You, you, you can get the surgical masks and people are running around wearing surgical masks all over Animal Crossing. Art imitating life. I, uh, I guess, right? Yeah. it's But the game is very, very cute. Um, it's a lot of fun. I've been enjoying the crafting, which is very, very simple. But Animal Crossing is all about... It's always been about doing chores and doing multiple steps of things to accomplish an end. And okay. with the crafting, it's so much more. Um, so right now, when you when you start Animal Crossing New Horizons, on the first day, you land and two other animals land, and you all have tents. So there's three of you. You can... Upgrade your tent to a house if you want, et cetera, et cetera. But within a couple of days, um, Tom Nook tells you that there are other people who want to come live on your island, but they won't live in tents. They require furnished houses. So then you start using the crafting to, like, get... They're glamping. Yeah, exactly. Um, So then you have to go and pick out the plots for three houses, and then you have to build the furniture for each of the three houses on the interior, and then you have to build external stuff. you got to build your neighbor's houses? Yeah, you build your neighbor's houses. What the fuck? You don't have to, but then you're just never going to get anyone else to move in. So you do everything at your own pace. You you book a vacation through Tom Nook, then once you're on the island... I don't want to hear any Tom Nook bullshit. But he has you do his free labor for him to build the houses for the next guest. Yeah. Yeah, the nice thing is... What the hell is that, Tom? Tom Tom builds you a house and doesn't ask for... Basically, you have to repay Tom if you want more. But he does—he doesn't harass you. There's no—there's no monthly bills. There's no but, interest. But you got to pay for it in slave labor. Then no, you don't have to. You can tell him to go 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 get. There's a, but there's fun. strong social pressure from Tom. I, I, there is. Tom, there's, some, there's some social pressure. Tom, peer pressure. Tom Nook is the best landlord there ever will be. Uh huh. He's the only uh person from the group known as the man that is good. But yes, he utilizes a lot of social pressure. Tom knows where the bodies are buried on the island. Tom absolutely knows where the bodies are buried in the island. Uh, what I like about Tom's... Uh, so, resident services is where Tom is currently hanging out in, in New Horizons. What I love about it is when you walk in, Tom's standing back there. He's fat. Tom is... Tom looks like he's put on some weight. He's put on some weight? Tom looks the like last he's put winter. on some weight. He has a little putting green next to him, and he sits there with a can in his hand all day that I'm sure they will tell you it's juice or coffee or something, but it honestly looks like... In his Tom, office, he's just sitting there yeah, relaxing? it honestly just looks like Tom sitting there next to a putting green all day with a can of beer in his hand. It's great. I love him. That's how they start the game off? Well, that, that's where he hangs out. Yeah, that's basically how it starts uh, out. When I, when I, when I uh, Google... You should just get it. 
It's a game that you have to play ideally. You only need to, like, your first few days playing Animal Crossing can be very intensive, but then you, you turn it on for 30 minutes a day afterwards. It's like I an think, exercise session. I feel like, the first few times is going to yeah. hurt your ass, but you'll get used to it. But then you get into a groove. Be happy for 30 minutes a day, Patrick. Wow, that's a loaded statement opinion it's a statement it's reminding me of the of your of your um of your article wired statement about i don't know how if he ever has fun he's got flashbacks to that I sometimes wonder that wow okay you don't think i have fun uh, dealing with your, your jabs at me no I, no I don't well i um <laughs> all right well you, you i won't say that all right so i i googled tom nook landlord People also ask, is Tom Nook a capitalist? The answer, Tom Nook is a capitalist bastard. That's what it says. Is he a capitalist bastard? Growing up, I think. Nothing wrong with owning a business, having a vacation. When we were young. When we were young. I think we looked at Tom Nook, as I said, uh, a visible member of the group known as The Man. And we were like, fuck this guy. But as you get older and into your 30s, you realize just how reasonable Tom Nook is. Well, someone has to take on this business venture and, you know, and do, do these things, right? Someone has to have responsibility. Nook is a real reasonable man. He's as most reasonable as you're going to get for capitalism. Yeah, right? exactly. You know, 0% loans that you don't have to repay. Yeah, he's not capitalist because things that, that are in place to make capitalism work, like interest rates, are not in. He's not, char- he's not charging you rent for the on the island or anything? No, I think to him it's just it's just a game. It's something to do. Wait a minute, it's a game. It's a game for That's him. That's it, yes. You're all playing Tom Nook's we're, game. We're all, literally, yes. Tom Nook is like, the, the, created the simulation for you to go in and he probably has spy cameras on the palm trees and on the book you know he's seeing what you do Ooh, i'm getting kind of weirded out now by this experience tom nook sees sees and hears all yeah i love tom can tom nook toss someone off the island if they misbehave does he have the authority who has the authority on your island is there do you have do you have like little like survivor little torch meetings you know uh no no like um town meetings when people meetings. when people want to leave you can be like yeah good get out of here or you can be like no please stay and sometimes they'll stay sometimes they won't stay but but if someone does something like say they start like rearranging we talked about this they start rearranging your your front lawn if you don't want them to you can't say stop it well you could i out. mean the animals aren't going to do that someone like well, some people will oh people will yeah, yeah you can you can kick them off your island you can yes I'm almost positive you can just boot them. You can just boot them. You can also password lock it. Okay. Yeah. So even if a human player misbehaves, you can you can get right. rid of them. Yeah. Okay. You don't have to go through Tom. Tom doesn't have some muscle that comes on. That'd be funny if Tom has some no. muscle. No. He's got some two like big bear guys sitting next to him. That yeah. Tom has two nephews, Timmy and Tommy. Okay. And they run uh, Nook's Cranny. His nephew's also named Tom? Tommy. Tommy. My favorite name. Recently. Mine too. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, this is a this is a, is this he, is a good is he coming time. up with the console idea, <laughs> yeah. Animal Crossing. All right, so you're enjoying it so far, though. I, I, I saw online there was something interesting where you could convert a picture into into like pixels for your design for like a, your t-shirts or, or oh wall yeah hangings. yeah for wall hangings t-shirts yeah Nintendo designed that you can do that mm-hmm. and there's a QR code and you can just put it into your game yep what a fantastic idea that's always been a big part of animal crossing even on the first gamecube one granted it was you had to do it in like a mario paint style it was a pain in the ass oh, you to do like, it do it pixel by pixel yeah but you oh could. shit yeah well this is you know we didn't have the smartphones no 15 years ago to do this even 10 years ago it was kind of a new technology there uh, you know speaking of console technology and phone 
<laughs> phones anyway. Um, did you see the Sea of Stars RPG Kickstarter? I did. I did. Uh, I'm just going to say this. This isn't a full topic on this. We're just talking about. It looks beautiful. It's a JRPG style. Um, it's being done by uh, was it? Is it a Sabbath, Sabotage Sabotage Studio? And they already hit their goal. A lot of times they hit. You know, in a week it's it's gone. Uh, $224,000. Their goal was 92000 A retro-inspired turn-based RPG. It looks beautiful. These are only the, really the only types of RPGs I, I consider ever playing are ones that are kind of like cro- Chrono Trigger-esque looking mm-hmm. ones. You know, where you can walk around, you bump into characters, and you fight. You know, like... These are the type of ones I like. Well, this one looks more like you could... Okay. Classic JRPGs. That's what I, you're into. Yes. That's about what I get. I don't like Final Fantasy style. I mean, Final uh, Fantasy is this. No, but I mean, the newer ones. I mean, I like oh, the pixel sure. star, 16-bit style here. That or Dragon War. It's something simple. But this looks gorgeous. It's got the sort of like the, I want to say, faux 16-bit style because it's a little more advanced with the shading and everything. But that's the style everyone likes now. That's that's the retro style. That's what they did. Uh, they made the Messenger, which was the 2D platformer that was uh, really, really good. Good folks. On the um, Switch earlier this year. I think it was probably on all their s- systems now, too. Oh, Messenger. But... Yeah, Messenger came out last year, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they gave me a, a download code of that. It was nice. Same people. Yeah, good people, then. Good for them. So uh, check it out. Um, it's uh, Sea of Stars. Not a bad name, either, uh, for a game. Retro-inspired, turn-based uh, RPG there. And, you know, we're all dealing with the, the certain public health crisis in, in a different ways. Uh, entertainment has been largely shut down. The Olympics is going to be postponed probably until next year. That's probably the proper thing to do. Sure. So they're going to do it, but you're just going to get it a year later. Uh, that's all there because, you know, Canada said they're pulling out their athletes. I think Australia did, and I think the U.S. even said they were pulling out their athletes. So you can't put it on if you want to uh, at that point. Um, so uh, a cool thing happened. NASCAR did it, did an event iRacing Pro Invitational Series. And they actually broadcast it and produced it like a real televised racing event. Right. With the same sort of announcements and, you know, pre, you know, I would say pre-game, pre-race setup and post-games. Um, and um, is my link actually working to that? Nope. Yep, they, there they, it is. They changed the link. Um, so w- when you talk about video games and eSports and, and, and real sports, there's... Not much that you could do a one-to-one comparison in terms of, you know, if you're playing Madden, you're not experiencing football really right. at all. Same with baseball. There's really not much. Save for racing, that's about it, really. So these setups they had for – they had real ra- they had the real race drivers set up in their in, in rigs, like big, big – like they have like the steering column. They have the whole uh, console – they have like the, a part of a roll cage. They're sitting down. They're strapped in, and they're racing. And they had real racers warming up, and then racing, and then going through it, and doing their pit stops. And the only thing that, that wasn't realistic, they said, I think that you can reset your damage twice. Because obviously, if, if you're racing in a video game, you're not caring as much, and they were slamming into each right. other more than so. But it sounds like it went off pretty well. <clears throat> From what I read about, they had a, they had a crash, and the graphics look like. If you're far away, it's like, oh, this could like pass for like a real racing. It looks experience. pretty decent, yeah. So, so yeah, Fox was um uh, was, was is getting into this now, and, and it's a great idea. I, I saw an article mentioning that IndyCar is going to try this as well, and also including uh, not just uh, real race car drivers, but uh, you know, there's actually you know 
people that compete in this that aren't real race drivers. So doing a combination of them. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Obviously, you probably have more of an advantage if you're a, if you if you play the the game for real. But I consider you know a real race it's driver. It's all about the game. <laughs> you play it. It's all about control. Well, the race car drivers should be able to be decent at this if it's a one to one, you know, sort of animal. Right. So, did you see any clips from? I saw a few clips. It looked fun. no, but I have seen the eye racing stuff before. You have, and it is it's fairly impressive. It's interesting. They line them up and they they get in the cars. Yep the uh, the setups are all very very uh, high tech, authentic. They got the same little smallish steering wheels. I always like how small the wheels are when you see them race. I don't know if these big wheels are like right. Yeah, so they can do it like one hand. Um. Yeah, not because I'm even interested in it, but I was looking into like the setups one day, and they're like very, very expensive. Mm-hmm. But um, very cool. Jeff Gordon, who's a Fox Sports One analyst and four-time NASCAR Cup, ch- Cup champion, said, "Where I'm blown away right now is when I look at the steering from Chase Elliott and I hear the throttle. It is so realistic. When I run a race at home, said that's exactly what it felt like. So they got the they got the, the feedback down. It sounds like right." Probably not in terms of the crashing, I don't think. Like, they're not going to jostle you all around. No. But at least, like, Just you're an feeling. ejection seat that launches you out. And it's like, boy, destroying all It rolls you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Add some fire in there. Like, virtual reality there. Um, and then it actually was an exciting finish. If you see the clips, it was, like, bumper to, like, neck and neck. Neck and neck. Neck and neck uh, finish uh, at the end there. So, you got, you got, you know, they're making do. We got to make do the next two, three. Maybe three months at least. We got to make do. The Marble Olympics are going to fucking go off this year. That's. Did fun. you see that on? They had that on the Oak I've show. I've seen it before, but I, I haven't. I didn't see it on the on actual TV. You were telling me it was, it was on, on there, TV. but I know, they, like it's it's been popping up a lot online. <laughs> it, what is it called? Is Jabels? What is the name of the marble company? They, it's like it starts with a J. That's who put it on. Yeah, I'm not certain. And they did Marble Olympics with like. Like they did like regular courses. They did these Lego things, and they had teams. Yep, they had team names for like sixteen teams, and they had a closing cer- an opening and closing ceremonies with marbles. It's gel, gels mar. Oh, gels marble runs is uh, that's the website. They're the one who does marble league. Okay, it's marble league. Uh, there's marble league and marble Olympics. So yeah, there's uh, a, but marble league I think is the big one, and that's yeah gels marble runs. That's a YouTube video that puts together all those crazy like marble. Run videos and yeah, now they've turned it into a sport. <laughs> so so ESPN two became the Ocho on Sunday. If you know what the Ocho is, people out there, if it goes back to uh, a dodgeball underdog story movie from two thousand four when they broadcasted from ESPN eight the Ocho, which is a play on at that point in time they had ESPN three, which I think they changed to ESPN News or University. So they're making fun of the fact there's multiple ESPN. So they called it the Ocho and they described it like, well, we're the Ocho. Then they have all these wacky sports you would never see. So now ESPN every year on August 8th, does the Ocho the full day, and they'll do stuff like, um, you know, like, like um, they'll do uh, axe throwing, they'll do dodgeball, uh, they'll do uh, the tag thing I told Ian about, they'll do this, they have this thing they play, in, I think it's like in the Middle East, where it's like one guy start trying to get away from three guys who are trying to tackle him, but you have to be a certain distance. There's a lot of weird sports out there that we don't know about. There's the, there's the volleyball where you only can use your feet, which I think was in the Olympics once. It's basically like a kicking uh, a volleyball game. Sounds fucking miserable. Uh, it, it's athletic as hell. These yeah. guys are doing these like I mean, that's what kicks. I mean. Like it, um, it sounds like miserable to try to play. Oh, that. you wouldn't be able to play it. Uh, but but anyway, so so they did the Ocho and they ran. They had they had um, cherry pit spitting. And ESPN actually goes out and films these things. Like the, ESPN does all these little things too. Like they, they, these are fully produced shows. Yeah. Um. So they had slippery stairs. 
where you put on a full bodysuit and and you have the um what do they call them uh they have two girls on top. Like it's all the college age people. It's a college, and they tour it, and and they have this this slime. They call them like the slime girls. They slime the stairs, and you got to try to get up the stairs without slipping. It's called slippery stairs. It's actually very it was actually very engrossing to watch that. Oh, I'm sure. Um, and then they had uh, the dodgeball was great. USA came back uh, and won against Canos. Improbable their comeback. It was great. Um, and and then the other one they had was dodgeball juggling, where you have a guy juggling on each team, and the objective is to knock one out of his hands the other five or six people are either blocking or throwing at the other juggler it's very very interesting very interesting not not exactly organized but you know you, you had uh pen gillette as one of the one of the uh commentators because the announcers because he started as a, as a juggler there so anyway, the Ocho, so they got to do the ocho every sunday now because there's no n- new sports espn is like scratching clawing at things to talk about like well uh, nfl trades and drafts coming up but that's there's nothing else going on Sports. I can't imagine how dry and boring ESPN is. They've been showing old uh, 10 year old uh, NCAA games. Like here's Steph Curry when he was 19, looked like he was 12 because he looks like 10 years (laughs) younger. You know, they're they're showing stuff like that uh, there. But yeah, check out the Ocho. It's fun. Arm wrestling, they have. Dodgeball is very fun to watch, actually, when you watch dodgeball. Oh, yeah. That should be an Olympic sport, I'm thinking. Dodgeball, we can do that. Uh, But of course, you know, we actually have to, you know, field teams and. You know, it's it's funny when you see the athletes in some of these sports. You're like, ah, eh, well, you know, it works for them, I guess. But anyway, what so. the fuck are you saying there? Because the real athletes are go to like the sports that make money, and it trickles down from there. Once you get down to the the lower end sports, maybe they're just doing what they love, man. Yes, I love dodgeball too. But there was there was a conversation. So go be a dodgeballer. Remember the handball thing we talked about? You ha- go dodge balls. When I brought up the handball thing, the reason it came to my mind when we talked about it as well as about sports that aren't video games is because you had NFL players come out publicly and say, this is a joke. If, if we had a couple NFL guys in there, we would dominate this league. I'm not so sure about that, but with other sports, you definitely would. You would definitely would. If, if we had athletes transposed to other sports, they probably would. Handball is my favorite LSD sport. There's a reason we can't field a decent fucking soccer team to save our lives. Because all those athletes go and play football and basketball and hockey and other sports that make them money. So I'm not saying soccer soccer players aren't uh, talented. They are. But imagine if you got LeBron James playing soccer. You know, an athlete like that. It'd be, it'd be insane. You know, these guys change sports and learn how to play. That's all I'm saying. You know, that's all. All right. But I'm not trying to. I'm not. Da- not downplaying soccer. I'm just saying our best athletes aren't necessarily playing soccer. That's why we can't win a fucking World Cup. Sorry, I'm getting pissed that we can't feel a soccer team. We're not going to be in the World Cup. The next one. No. I get up for the World Cup. I use my blue chews for the use my blue chew tablets for the World Cup. Yeah, all right. You get fucking fucking stony for the for the World Cup. Yeah, I do. Okay, good. You don't get up and watch those games like two in the morning? Oh no, I I, I love doing it. It's, oh, yeah. a, it's a great excuse to wake up really, really early, drink and eat. Absolutely. Yeah. It's fantastic. Just yell at the TV. So anyway, are we sliding into the uh, the? <laughs> we're sliding in. We're using. We're you know. We had our blue chew. We're sliding into we're, the Jesus first H. We're sliding into the normal podcast zone. Bluechew.com. Use promo code CU podcast. GameStop had a fucking. They had a nice few days. They had, a, they had a banner week last week. Okay. So we're all in the middle of a thing. Certain public health crisis. Certain public health crisis is going on. And uh, at least, for instance, in California, 
uh, last Thursday, we were told to shelter in place. A couple other uh, uh, states are doing that now, too. More than a few, I think. So More than a few. Most. They're getting steam. They're, yeah. Getting steam. Oh, but we might reopen. Um, he will be fucking drug out of the White House and fucking burned at the stake. I, I don't. I, I think that's finally the thing where people were like, you know, well, what? maybe, maybe you need to fucking sit down. Maybe let the doctor talk at these press conferences. Somebody, yeah, instead of going by your fucking gut. All right. So GameStop. So GameStop. So we we shut down, and when that happened, uh, basically that means all non-essential business closes. Essential businesses are things like supermarkets, restaurants that are offering to go, uh, gas stations, convenience stores, post office, post office, maybe the bank, maybe. Or is bank? No. I didn't know if the bank... I'm actually not certain about banks, to be honest with you. Sure. Okay. Um, So, uh, you know, that means all central... uh, Video game retail is not essential. But GameStop thought they were. But GameStop thought they were (laughs) essential. (laughs) Essential retail. And, uh, I mean, it's funny, but it's also not, because it's just... it, it, It shows how little GameStop gives two fucks about... Anything. So GameStop basically uh, sent out a a uh, they sent out a letter. Corporate corporate made this decision made this decision. The highest of the high ups, and said that due to the products we carry that enable and enhance our customer experience and working from home, we believe GameStop is classified as essential retail and therefore is able to remain open during this time. We have received reports of local authorities visiting stores in an attempt to enforce closure despite our classification, which they just made up. They made it up. They made it the fuck up. Store managers are approved to provide the document linked below to law enforcement as needed. And the document says... Oh, where's the fucking document? Is it on here, the document? It's not, but it basically... outlines what they just said. Yeah, it basically restates what I just said. Um, what what they said in the first part, and, and this was like on what the nineteenth. This was like uh, Thursday. This was Thursday. So yeah. this was, <clears throat> or, or you know, it, it it went into fr- Friday was when the back the backlash really happened. So Luna was already closed by that point by Friday. That's when we got the two locations. The two locations. Uh, there is a GoFundMe for the employees of Luna, including Walter and Lane. Uh, you can search that if you'd like. Um. So Luna was closed, and I remember sitting there because GameStop's trying to stay open, and the backlash was swift and uh, fierce, um, attacking them for basically uh, not caring about their employees. If GameStop closed or customers, or customers <clears throat> yeah. If GameStop closed their door, and the thing is, is GameStop's in a very bad place. This is going to hurt GameStop very badly. It's hurting all sorts of businesses. It's hurting every small business. Small and large. Um, so I think GameStop was thinking, well, if we close the doors, we're not going to reopen them. Be that as it may, you have to do that. You don't have a choice. You're not going to save your business by infecting and putting your employees and your customers at risk. It's also... You're well, just you're not. There's, well, there's 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 no reason and, to do it. And this is on the heels of of stores saying we don't have toilet paper, we don't have hand sanitizer. Right. On top of it, we don't have cleaning supplies. We're not being provided this. So you expect them to then endanger themselves even more so. 
going in, the employees, and for the customers, it's just as dangerous because because this could stay on services for now. We know it could be over a day. This or days, this could stay on services yeah. covering uh, the virus. So I mean. People are touching things in stores. It's just how stores work. work. They did say like, "Oh, we're going to stop trade-ins. We're going to, you know, have different hours." Uh, so, so they've, they've, they've. What they're doing now is curbside. I'm not exactly sure how their curbside works. I'm not sure what their hours are, but curbside is basically you place your order online <clears throat> at a local GameStop. You go. They run it out to your car, and then they go back inside. What if they fair enough? What if they had done that before all this bullshit? It would actually have been positive PR. Say, hey, we're taking the initiative. We're not leading from behind. We're going to think about our, our employees and customers, and we're just going to employ this without this bullshit. I can't imagine like a fucking uh, a, a health official or police officer having to see a GameStop open and waste their time to say, hey, why are you still open when everything else is closed? Yeah, I have like, no what? idea. And then a letter from corporate that you would, I, if I was an officer, would rip up and say, close this. Close it and go home. Yeah. I don't care what corporate says. You're making me sick. Literally, potentially. <laughs> you know, like, what are you doing out here? Drives me nuts to go, like, um, to see the fucking businesses that are still open getting over here today. A fucking smoke shop was still open. That's essential. Do they sell food there? Because I saw liquor stores open. Liquor stores do sell well, food liquor, items. Well, liquor stores... And they sell water. Yeah, they, they sell... sell they, 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 I mean, in California... And I realize a lot of people don't under, r- realize what liquor stores are like in California because I, I the other day I was like, yeah, I stop at this liquor store on the way home from work almost every night. And someone was like, every night? And I'm like, they sell snacks, beverages. Some have household items, like little things, almost yeah. like a convenience they're, store. They're, they're a 7-Eleven is kind essentially of? what a liquor store is around here. Maybe not, not as much food, but still snacks uh, and, and things like and that. We got a drink. What else are we going to do? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I mean, what else We've we got do? nothing else to do except for roll no. joints and drink booze. No. Uh, smoke shop, not so much. I, I don't see that, but yeah, I, I can see liquor, liquor stores being open. They provide some service. They, they, they finally said a few days later that like uh, n- nail and hair salons aren't... Uh, Essential. So this hair is just going to get bigger and bigger. And I just got a cut like five weeks ago. So I was prepared. If I hadn't got cut five weeks ago, Ian, this would have been a, a mess by now, this hair. Sorry, my hair grows like a weed. That's all I can say. So you're going to have some fun hair, hair times in the next few months. Sorry, anyway, going back to GameStop. So GameStop, again... Does... I almost took the razor to my hair, too, after I finished with my face. Really? Yeah. Oh, Ian, you're going to go, go, go smooth. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go smooth. Oh. No, I'd put it on Mohawk? Put it on like the highest setting and just trim everything off. Wait, wait, wait go, go like marine buzz cut? No, wait. just take it all off, even. Oh, you can. Oh, old school Ian, like five. Okay, yeah, no, do think, it. Thinking about it, I'll, I'll get out the Floby. I'll find the. Flo- I've, <laughs> I've the got flo- a razor. The Floby. I, rem- I remember Flobies. The yeah. vacuum. <laughs> oh yeah, my first girlfriend had one. They used it to cut the hair on their dog. Oh, okay, that makes sense to do that. Yep, that's what they had it for. We made fun of one kid. Well, he was a bully, so we found out he used a flow because he had like, the perfect bowl cut. Oh, yeah. Oh, we made fun of him for that. Yeah. That's how I got back at him. Rob. Sorry. Kevin's and Rob's, both of them. Sorry. Anyway. Tommy's. So, Tommy's aren't high on my list either. I, actually, the, the one Thomas was the, my friend who then would fight me physically Actually, you've got a good friend, Tommy. Yeah. They don't call him Tommy, though. Yeah, you do. You always call him Tommy to me. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay, that Tommy. Yeah, I thought about the other Thomas. Tommy, yeah, I like Tommy. I like that Tommy. Yeah. I like the other Tommy. I like that Tommy. Sorry, we're going off. So the whole point is this. GameStop, again, corporate is tone deaf. 
can't read a room to save their freaking lives, apparently, of what's going on. Fucking GameStop I, CEO Tommy Salami doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. I, I mean, no, no. It, it's Remember, it's the AutoZone guy. AutoZone guy. AutoZone. AutoZone guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Get in the zone. And I, I, I just like being... The just, virus zone. You don't know how much that bothers me when, when they, we were being criticized for saying, well, this guy ran AutoZone. He can he knows what he's going to do with GameStop. And, I, and Why? No. Like, why? Why do you think that? Like why? AutoZone. People need auto fucking products. Always. Is that an essential? AutoZone. I would imagine. Well, we, we can't we can't drive anywhere. So I mean, I mean you can, but I mean, where are you going to drive to besides the grocery store? Oh, that's not a diet coke. <laughs> what is that? What did you buy, Ian? I grabbed. What did you just do? I grabbed one diet coke from home, and the can. <laughs> I grabbed Stone Ghost Hammer <laughs> IPA. Wow, this is old school podcast. Cut your hair short. Just start getting drunk on the podcast again. Unintentionally. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. I thought I was grabbing two Yeah, because that looks just Coke. like a Diet Coke, Ian. Two cans. I just reached in and grabbed. That was not the taste I was expecting. Holy fuck. I mean, well, GameStop wasn't expecting the taste of backlash from, from people. Publicly. No, I I I I, uh, I think GameStop really thought they were that people were gonna have their backs. I thought people, I bet I think they thought that people were gonna be like, games are essential, and well, that was like, and people were gonna be like, we're fighting for our rights to buy games. I think they really thought they were gonna have some people in their court, and they didn't. Holy fuck! Well, they here, did not. Well, even if you want to argue that games are <sighs> essential. We have digital marketplaces. Ta-da! Yes, exactly. If GameStop realized that and maybe did their own digital storefront 10 years ago, maybe did their own version of Steam or some sort of... Maybe they would still have a business a year or two from now if they had thought about that and not acted like Blockbuster and being... Blockbuster was only... uh, I always say this. They're about 18 months too late to the start. That was enough to kill them. Yeah, and, no. And GameStop could have could have only been maybe three or four years behind, and could have maybe caught up a little bit. Sure, and they d- just dropped the ball. It moved a lot slower with games than it did with movies. But sure. I feel like anyone who saw what happened to Blockbuster in their business, where they had something that could go digital, a rag- rad- radical shift in the paradigm of delivery. They needed to yeah take account. If GameStop had started, say, 10 years ago, so we're going to do our own digital distribution, because uh, you know, Amazon freaking has it. You can buy codes on Amazon. Yeah. There was no, there was nothing preventing GameStop from ever investigating. Or, they just didn't. They were lazy. They were fat and happy. Uh, the same way Blockbuster was for years. Oh, we're still, we're doing fine. What's this, Netflix? Oh, they're small. That'll go away. No, it doesn't go away. It just gets bigger and larger because people love it. It's competi- competition. Uh, it, it's better for them. It's more convenient. They don't have to go to a store where they might get a virus on a digital marketplace. There's some advantages. There are. There definitely are. So what do you think? Does this? I mean, if, if, if GameStop isn't isn't liquid enough to get through this, if they don't get a bailout, um, you know, from the government with other businesses, do they survive this after a few months? I have no the idea. The evils of socialism. Um, I mean, the banks are the banks already got the bailout. We're waiting on our personal. You know, whatever. Socialism is stipend. bad unless it's unless for, you're a bank, unless you're a company, a big business. You're, you're a bank, or you're you're, you're uh, perhaps the airlines, so they could rebuy all their stocks. Or you're, you're you know you're you're a car company in the U.S. that needs needs a, a fuck out of here a low interest loan. 
You can't have that. It's socialism. No, Eat we my have... whole asshole. Real, real quick. Yeah, we have to. We have to. Uh, this is Pat getting on. What? What Pat's going to do to fix this? We got to freeze all all lo- loans and mortgages, basically, yep. for the next few months, and then we got to give everyone a thousand bucks for our minimum needs at least to get through this. You aren't going to stop a virus if people are still worried about bills. People are worried about bills. They, they're going to go out and find ways to pay those bills so that they're not homeless when this is done. Saying that you're freezing evictions doesn't stop the fact that people are still terrified for where yes. they're going to be living in three months. And the economy will crash even harder if, if, if loan interest just builds and builds if people can't pay it off the next few months, as, as well as mortgages and rents. Like, so you have to basically freeze time right now as much as you can. Try to freeze the economy as much as you can without damaging the people that run the economy, which is the little people that put the money into it and then restart it back up when we go back to work and everything goes back to normal. Sorry, I'm getting off on a tangent. The whole point is this, though. I don't know if GameStop can can survive this. No, I don't think they can. So we already had... We're going to probably talk about GameStop in a week or two when they release their financials for 2019. Yeah. In a week or two, right? And that's... Or, or sometime in April they come out with the financials. That's not going to be pretty. And that's before this happens. That's before this. We could have had a week without talking about GameStop, but no. Yeah, this was a, this was an unforced error from GameStop. I mean, all they had to say was, "Hey guys, we understand what's going on. Uh, we're going to do this uh, this online ordering, and you pick up." And people were like, "You know, GameStop, that's sensible. That's a sensible thing for you to do." Without shooting themselves in in, in the testicle first before coming to the proper decision by being so arrogant, and supposedly there was a corporate phone call. Where they were just so arrogant about, well, we, you know, it is what it is. I didn't, you know? I didn't li- read into that. that I read happened, into a little bit. That happened like right after our last episode, but yeah. Or they were just tone deaf about uh, about everything. Like this, they, they just didn't care. They didn't just, they just didn't care. They're like, well, we're gonna if people don't, if people aren't safe to show up for work, they can use their PTO and sick time. But then if they don't, it's up to the, you know, up to the managers to to, to discipline them. And saying, it's like fuck off, like yeah. fuck you. Just fuck off. If that's how your company's not long for this world, if that's how you're running to begin with, and we know that GameStop doesn't treat their employees right, but no one wants to work with you. The, the, the I think the romanticism of working for GameStop is long past to begin with. With all, oh, this stuff. I think that I think but, I think that era ended in like mid two thousands, like ten fifteen years ago at least. It, yeah. it was done. Yeah, but like th- this is horrible. This, I mean, GameStop. Or you just get to a certain age where you stop lusting after working for a chain game store. I don't. I don't know. Working for any any. Uh, I, I worked. I worked. My, the retail I worked in was uh, was for a movie movie company. Yeah, uh, Suncoast. Miserable. Miserable. There's no roman- I, I loved movies. There was no romantic part about working in the, in that movie store. There's sure. just, there wasn't. Just when you miserable. when you when you're working oh. for something corporate like GameStop, um, the fact that you're selling games really becomes secondary. Sure, you're selling an item. Yeah, it's nothing to do with games. I mean, right. you could be selling a T-shirt or a you know a toy. It doesn't matter. Right. If the environment sucks, it doesn't matter what you're selling. You know, I rather I rather work in a Bed Bath and Beyond if it was fun to work in there. Probably would be fun working in Bed Bath and Beyond than, than working. I like GameStop. Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah, I love all the shit that's in Bed Bath and Beyond. It's oh, bedroom, oh. bathroom, and beyond. Oh, the stuff you see on TV that's fun. Yeah. You know, some of the Shark Tank stuff. Yeah. Maybe a new console. Maybe in a Bed Bath and Large Beyond. Large bags of gummy bears and all. They have all sorts oh. of like candy at, at Bed Bath. Kind of like Beyond. Home Goods has like their own little candy little food. Yeah, section. Bed Bath and Beyond always has a good selection of Haribo. Does anyone out there work at Bed Bath and Beyond? Let us know if it sucks or not. 
Haribo. Uh, I'm curious. That's that's the, that, that's the gummy bear. That's the right gummy there. bear. German the, gummy bears. The right gold there. bear. German engineering, right there. All right. So GameStop, unforced error. You acted. You acted a fool, like usual, and um, you didn't endear yourself to anyone in this situation. Ian, do you like sex? Love it. Do you think I like sex? Probably. I, I do. And most of you out there probably enjoy a healthy sex life. Well, if you like sex, you're, you're going to love BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com offers men a performance enhancement for the bedroom. <laughs> At BlueChew.com, you can get the first chewables with the same active ingredients you'll find in Viagra and Cialis. BlueChew.com Affiliated physicians work with you to find the dosage and active ingredient that is best for you. Online physician consult is free, so it is cheaper than those other two, Viagra and Cialis. It only takes a few minutes to connect with a Bluetooth.com affiliated physician, and if you qualify, you get prescribed online quickly. No in-person doctor visit. No embarrassment. If you've got embarrassment about this issue, this takes care of it. No in-person doctor visit, no awkward conversation, no waiting in line at a pharmacy, and it ships directly to your door in discreet packaging. Discreet. You don't, want, you don't want your your you know your postal worker to know what's what's arriving there. And the chewables from BlueChew.com are made in the good old U.S. of A. All right, here's the deal out there. Here's the deal. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first order free when you use promo code CU Podcast. Just pay five dollars in shipping. You can jump on that sex train. That's BlueChew B L U E Chew.com promo code. See you podcast. Chew it and do it. <laughs> All right, Ian. Mm. We have a very important update. <laughs> Came to say that with a straight face. Regarding the Atari VCS. Yes, we do. It's the it's, it's, it's a medium article from Atari themselves again. They're doing these about once a month. We didn't talk about it in the last month or so. Uh, Atari VCS, managing the unexpected. The Atari team, they put out a, a little thing about, about what's going on with, with the public health. Uh, issues going on and then they gave you an update straight from the factories about what's happening about production defects so atari was uh con- they confirmed delivery of enough parts by the end of march to build our first 500 wow atari vcs production units that's it uh, a a good portion of these atari vcs units are e-marked as dev 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 kits for more developers. So your developers are getting dev kits at the same time that your fucking console is supposed to come out? That doesn't sound like a fucking nightmare. Is is the environment on the Atari VCS that proprietary that you need specific dev kits? No, probably not. Versus just doing like uh, an Android app or doing something in Unity? And then like, do we... like? I'm sorry, I I must have missed that whole... We have, you know... Is this a, like a, like porting something to the PS4? I, I'm sorry, I'm missing something here. I, I, am I missing something? We believe it would be unfair to use the balance to fulfill only a small number of Indiegogo orders, so Atari's plan is to ship to all backers at the same time when enough VCS units and peripherals are available. It's amusing to me to see... <clears throat> uh, there's a lot of excuses that these companies suddenly can use now that... Uh, what am I saying? I think the coronavirus is timed well for these companies. Um, I'll probably beep that out, but okay. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> this, the public health crisis. The certain public health crisis. Um, we saw this thing running way past its release date 
even by summer, as early as summer of last year. Sure. <laughs> I mean, they were saying that they had just finalized the board in the fall. So I think we knew that, you know, getting everything in by March was going to be uh, tough. Um, so, but yeah, it's worrisome that what, whatever the situation is with the the um, development ecosystem, um, the fact that you're sending out dev kits at the same time that you were supposed to be sending out fucking consumer units is very worrisome. They, they have over 11,000 backers that pre-order this. 11,000. And they're only going to have 500 done. That aren't going out to any of those 500 people. Uh, those 11,000. Well, I mean, 11,000. Yeah. Like, uh, that would be, Pat Math, that's a, about 4.5% of the people, at least, you can get it out to at that point. Am I right about that? Yeah, yeah. About it. yeah something like that. Between 4 and 5% that they could have sent out. <clears throat> I'm thinking it's also a strategy tactic. You don't want to send out 500 units. Have everyone go, this is fucking awful. And then having, and, they, and they kill your chances of putting and, in a store or selling more. Right. Exactly. I think that's good, the bigger thing. Good point, Ian. I think the bigger thing for them is that they want all those consumer units to go out at once. They want all those sandboxes unit sandbox units to hit all at the same time. Right. With nothing, you know, on it versus this. Um so that was surprising when I said about about dev kits, like like it's an exclusive platform. It's not it's not an exclusive platform. If I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong, but I don't saw anything about it being an exclusive platform. Um as this writing, the factory partners are back to work, not at full capacity, but definitely back to work. The Atari VCS team remains cautiously optimistic that China's manufacturing industry and our supply chain are improving. And it is in China, the situation, people are getting back to work after a few months. Uh, we do remain focused on the ongoing supply chain issues, working hard, blah, 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 blah. We are so close and need to have China's manufacturing industry, the Atari VCS supply chain and de- retail distribution systems back in order and at full capacity to be able to establish firm shipping and launch dates. Okay. And then it goes on from there. My first question is: Before we get to the to the the, the the strange the stranger part of this, why even do an update like this, letting you know that we made five hundred of these, but you can't have them? Why even say that? Just say we we have manufacturing issues with, with what's going on, and we'll update you. And most people probably be like, okay, I understand that. Now, if I'm a backer, I'll be like, wait a minute, I got like the the, the highest you know tier. I spent the most money. Send us the highest tier. People send it to us first. Yeah, I highly doubt there are 500 people waiting for dev kits. Highly doubt that. It's simply, like I said, that is simply a way of saying, look, we're making something. We need to show you we're making something because our inboxes are full of people complaining every day. Mm -hmm. So here's what we can show you and uh, leave us alone. And I think, to a small degree, that's why they did the following part of this article, which is still a real head-scratcher. They then launch into an overly detailed, way, way, way overly detailed, more than anyone would ever need to see... Or want. Or want. Analysis of manufacturing defects on the cases. Now, I think one reason why they're focusing on the cases is because they don't really have anything else. They don't. They don't have. They've been, they, they've done like three or four updates now, focusing on the cases. I like three at least. Well, like you said they're art pieces. That's why people like. Right, them. it's an art piece. So you, so, you have to. But, but it's all. They, but it's all they've been able to talk about. Below are some examples of the attention to detail taken in the stage of the process, which we think you will find interesting. 
versus a pair of reference charts that define the official baseline standards for the molded plastics and wood veneers. The inspectors monitor these standards. Every- oh, my God. Why do we need to know about this? I can't. We why don't. do we know about the quality we control? Don't. And we don't need to talk about it other than the to two- say it's really bizarre. And if you want to look at it, like, go for it. Like, you can fucking find this medium article oh my God. and look there's into the, it. There's but appendices. It's, it's pages and, like, pages and charts showing all the manufacturing defects in oh how they're, they're going to... I, I don't know. I, I don't even think there's anything here really showing how they're fixing it. They're just pointing out the defects. So I There's think, a key. There's a key telling you, like, look yes. on the chart for this is this is the, 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 the Tari logo. This is the veneer. And this is if it passes. If there's cracking or burning or blushing or protrusions or pits or insert... Oh, my God. So I think what... I think the reason why they're showing this is they want people to be like, yeah, you take a little bit longer if it's going to get us a better product. They show like, oh, here's a scratch mark on the back of the console. They show you real pictures of some of the things they found. They show you uh, holding out, you know, little measuring tools to make sure the ridges are properly the proper distance from each other. This is insane to me to see this. It it is to me. It is a classic example of. we have nothing to say ourselves. We can only show you pictures of what we're getting back from the factory because we have nothing to add to this conversation. The people that are running this project. Yeah. It's a classic smokescreen. They, they, they're just... This is fucking insane They're just flooding this... They're just flooding with information because they think any information is good at this Do you point. Imagine if when, in reality, this? in reality, it's... We still have cases. Here are some problems on them. Here's pictures of them. Like, yeah. that's it. I mean, they're li- literally showing you... Uh, connector port defects and like pointing to well the ethernet port is too high up so maybe you can't get your the usb ports in too much like they're literally showing you this stuff no one cares on this no one cares the 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 rear the rear button centering of the housing like what the what the hell this either tells me one of two things is maybe you hired a a a company doesn't know what they're doing to, to that all these defects are coming up or this is a normal part of the process, as I never made a console before, that we shouldn't be privy to. Because if Nintendo did this, people would be killing them. Right. Like, we don't... We, 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 and this is even worse, because this is a, Nintendo doesn't do, you know, pre-orders on stuff. They took pre-orders. Just show me that... Give me confidence of something I put money into, that this is going to be a well-produced and actually come out. Oh, and they all look like shiny, scuffed pieces of shit. They don't look like... Oh, the ridges look terrible. Yeah, they're supposed to be matte. They're not matte. They look glossy. No, the, the lights I feel are like they say them. something about that in, in, in it somewhere, but... <clears throat> do they say something about, about the gloss versus matte? I thought they did somewhere. You're right, because if it's gloss, the reflections will look horrible. All, all the plastic It's going to look absolutely disgusting. <laughs> this, to me, is... It's bizarre. As most followers of the project know, the pre-production systems we have shown at live events and in numerous pictures the past few months have shiny plastic cases rather than the final and more premium-looking matte finish slated, slated for mass production. So what they're showing us isn't even mass production units. These are just pre-production test units. Yet they're saying they're going to have 500 ready to go by the end of March. I don't get it. The end of March is 10 days. 7 days. 6 days, Ian. Uh, Ian Matt. Oh, 10 days from when they post Below it. are some examples of the attention <laughs> to detail taken in this stage of the process, which we will think you find interesting. We don't. Here's a, here's a paragraph they felt like needed to just be here. Where? Here we go. Measurement guidelines. The measurement should not include the parting line and cosmetic <laughs> line. 
If a gap is caused by improper assembly procedure, it is not acceptable. The specification of gap and step shown in images below is first priority while checking for cosmetic acceptance. I mean, why are they giving us the fucking guidelines for the people I'm checking I'm not doing these? quality control. I'm right, not doing... exactly. I'm not working for you. Are you I'm uh, not measuring. Are you are you mailing this out to your packers with the little plastic yeah. measuring tool? Units should mail? be... Oh, my God. I, I, <laughs> I didn't get here. Units should be placed on a flat table when measuring gaps and steps. They are literally just space. They're just sending you what they sent to the factory. Gap measurement should be made in direction uh-huh. normal to largest adjacent surfaces. Step measurement to be made parallel to largest adjacent surfaces. This is so interesting as a future non-owner of an Atari VCS. This I, I can't, I'm so happy they're letting me know this. This is what they sent to the hourly workers of the factory. These instructions. Step like, measurement. To- why, why should, I'm, I'm not getting paid to, to put these together. Why Approximate are you me? measurement locations denoted on following pages with coded symbols. Yes, Power th- button to be flush or below the surfaces of the back housing. Holy shit. This this is what they sent to the workers putting this together. This is like the training. Yeah, I'm documents. done, though. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done talking about this. They, they, they spoke about you know, things getting canceled, like GDC, South by Southwest, E3. San Diego Comic-Con is probably next to go, but who knows? Uh, will Atari be at PAX West or New York Comic-Con as we hope? This is all to be determined. We are keeping our eyes out for upcoming opportunities to preview the Atari VCS with more fans, but for the foreseeable future, all activity will obviously have to remain online. And they say, play video games, enjoy your family. If you do go anywhere, make sure you have a solid social distancing ground game. As always, thanks for your support and patience, the Atari VCS team. Right. Some of the comments, good things are worth waiting for. It's okay, Atari. Just take your time with the Atari. Uh, Atari is not like some god or person. It's 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 a holding company at this point. It's a that's fucking putting, name. Put, that's that's putting out they're licensing out properties, and this is a, something they're trying to create to themselves. That, as you see, is going gangbusters for them over in France. Thanks for the update, Atari. I'm so excited to get that system. That's got to be. This has to be astroturf. Right? Oh, it has to be. Um, it has to be. Good going, Atari, by the way. What? People don't... Why would it say good that? Go, good going, Atari. Thanks, yeah. Atari. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, Atari, good going. This isn't, this isn't plucky Nolan Bushnell out in Sunnyvale anymore. 40, you know, f- wow, f- 43 years ago? This isn't Atari anymore. Putting together Pong machines. This, this is not that company. Good going! The man cheers as he fists fucking little smokies down his throat as he... Like, what, what is this? You, you got people who fucking make like a day of reading these Atari articles and then Well, Ian, let's put it this way. It? If I put in $300, you know, it's... I, I gotta be hopeful as well about a product that is going to be inferior that I put out money. You don't. You can take a fucking step back and go, well, that was probably a bad investment of $300. Wipe off those hands and keep moving. Well, Ian, speaking of uh, might be bad investments. uh, The Amico. The Intellivision Amico. uh, We have some more information. We're privy to some insider info. We have some insider info that wasn't made available to us uh, when the trailer dropped dropped uh, a week ago um, they showed th- uh, three minutes of gameplay ch- uh, footage uh, Ian would say was, was was nonplussed we'll just say when it came to the gameplay it was it, embarrassing there, <laughs> there was three to four I'd say decent he should be embarrassed to have put out that footage well Ian there was there was two or three games in particular we focused on there was I thought pool was horrible to show 
that awful looking Pong game. And what was the one that my mind just wouldn't let get, go out of my head? The Evil Knievel game. The Evil Knievel game, which to me looked like we postulated this was like, you said like any like thousand games of this sort, physics sort of uh, side-scrolling 2D games on your iPhone or what There was also you. the Emoji Charades game that I looked at and I said, oh, that looks like a uh, Jackbox game, which I'm going to I'm gonna bring up the Jackbox games in a minute uh, further on. But So it turns out that the Evil Knievel game is a pre-existing mobile game that's free that came out in 2015. And the Emoji Charades game as well, correct? Came out in 2000, I believe, 17. Gotcha. So not just that these games already exist, these this was footage directly pulled from the trailers that's on publicly available on YouTube of these two mobile games to use in the Amico trailer. So you can't make the can't make the argument that these were ports or that these this was footage of games that were already remade for the Amico because they were literally lifted from those trailers. Right. Literally. That's it. So to me, that's, uh, I don't want to say false advertising, but what are you advertising at that point? Is it a promise that these games are going to come out on your system? Yeah, do you not actually have any footage of these games that running on your system? Either way, the whole point of the system, I thought, was that these would be exclusive titles. Extremely the- unique titles. You can only do them on the Intellivision Amica. That's the only way you can do these titles, and they're exclusive. Every game is an exclusive, Pat. That uh, I do. I don't think we have that wrong. That was always one of the selling points of this system. These would be exclusive. Yeah. Well, and then they went on later on to say that uh, there would be exclusive modes. Okay. What does that mean? That means you use the controller versus your iPhone to tilt the evil Knievel driver. Is that what that's going to do? Or the emoji charade games? Maybe you look at it on on the the controller versus on your phone because you're swapping out a phone for the controller. Oh, what can- does that mean at this point? I can see how they're going to use the controller for that Emoji Shreds game. It's going to be just like they did for the fucking Jackbox games on the PlayStation 4, the PC, the Switch. Games that all let you use. You know, I, I want to bring up something. So, <clears throat> before I get into this. Tommy had a one hour and one minute long, I can't call it an interview, because uh, it's not. It's a fucking infomercial for the Amico with our friend uh, Rich from Review Tech USA. Our pal. Uh, good job, Rich, saying absolutely nothing of worth or asking any hard questions during the interview. You fucking nailed it, buddy. Um, hit it right out of the goddamn park. Uh, hard-hitting journalism. <laughs> Tough stuff, man. Uh, you look good in that Intellivision Amico fucking sweatshirt, you goddamn tool. You fucking sellout. You fucking hack. Um, so, uh, he wants to talk about... Uh, uh, the controller at 35 minutes in, Tommy brings up the controller and and shows it to you, and um, starts talking about all the amazing things you can do on this controller. Uh, he wants to show you how uh, he's been talking real big. Uh, he mentioned it in a previous uh, video about how uh, they changed from uh, the the two types of touch screens. Uh, basically, the old resistance versus resistance capacitive. versus capacitive, and one I can't believe they were ever thinking about using the old kind on the controllers it, because the DS like was the last consumer bit of electronics. They used resistive, which again, if you, resistive is literally just pressing down. You on have something. to press it. Yeah, the and 3DS you, you can't it. drag with your finger. And they're garbage. 
And, uh, yeah, ooh, uh, Nintendo fanboy. No, those were fucking trash on the DS. They were trash on the 3DS. They that were... was like 2006, so you can right. say, well... Yeah, at least those were... Pre-smartphone. Yeah, those were... Yes, exactly. Pre-smartphone. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's really loving... Tommy's loving the fact that they've changed to uh, the, the newer type of touchscreen. And is just... His, he's losing his mind over how accurate the touchpad is. Tommy demonstrates running his finger on, on the, the... He has a prototype of the Amico controller. And he yeah. runs his finger to show, look, look, it's following my finger. I don't see why anyone would be impressed by... By a fucking touchpad. It's a touch technology that's been on smartphones for 10 years. Right. Like, why are, you, why are we impressed by that? I don't understand that. I, I mean, I'm trying not to be snarky. Like, why is that impressive? No, it's fine. Um, and then further goes on to talk about how D-pads back in the day only had eight directions, but this has 64 directions. Can you imagine playing a game like Earthworm Jim or a game like wait, that has 64 directions? I can. It's called an analog stick. And you know what? Most game developers don't... Like, you could do that now if you wanted to. Like, with any controller that has an analog stick, you could get those 64 directions if sure. you wanted to. You know why people don't? Because it doesn't make for good gameplay. Most twin-stick shooters still default to eight directions. There's a reason for it. It plays well. It's what people think of. It's how... So... You don't, you don't need that much precision no one, in a game. Right. No one cares. Who are, you, who are you literally trying to impress here? I don't know. Well, he's trying to impress Rich here, and Rich is just fucking dead-faced the whole time. Rich is so excited. The last half hour of that... Of that I, I watched the last half hour, because that's talked about the controller and the marketing, which we'll get into. Uh, there was almost nothing said by uh, but Rich, who was conducting this conversation interview, and Tommy just ran with it for the infomercial of the last So half. then he talks about, so. imagine having a controller that has a screen and a speaker. Wow! Like, it's never been done. The Wii U fucking did it. And you know what? Most games didn't use stuff on that screen that was important to gameplay because it's a pain in the ass to have to look, to look and up forth. and down. And, it didn't and devs, work. devs abandoned it because it's like it doesn't right. really improve what we're trying to do. You think you're on the cutting edge of something here, but it's all discarded ideas and bullshit that no one is using. The disc is a discarded discarded idea. The speakers... The, uh, the, 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 the using a screen on the controller. There's a reason why other companies didn't adopt this. He was trying to say uh, for the platforming. He said, "Imagine you know in, in yeah. Echo the Dolphin, you can swim around yeah, easier he's... using the, no. the 64 directions." I'm trying to think with that amount of precision, it would be a mess. It would be a mess. It would feel like shit. The games are developed with this in mind. Levels are designed with that in mind. You don't need Earthworm Jim to shoot in 64 directions around. They, they also revealed Rich assumed that this would be a platformer, and Tommy basically came out and basically said this isn't going to be a platformer in this Earthworm Jim. He basically alluded it to be, it being maybe mini-games. There was like an allusion to being a I think there was an allusion to that prior to this, actually. Sure. Well, I didn't have the insider info, but now I do. A couple other things. So back to the screen, the control with the screen and a, and a, and a, and a, and a fucking speaker. Uh, the Jackbox Party games, use the screen on your phone. Okay. Jackbox Party Games, one person needs a real controller. Everyone else can use their phone. And everyone uses their phone as a touchscreen to draw things or to answer things or to play things separate from what's going on on screen. Again, not special. Sure. I don't have to imagine it. I don't have to wait for an Amico to show up under my fucking Christmas tree to imagine it because I've done it. But Ian, you can control the cursor in Missile Command or Centipede by touching the, the controller and seeing it move on screen. And that doesn't ever work out out well it's not comfortable is it intuitive to do that this is my argument is this when i see that 
you're never going to have the precision of using a, 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 a thumb pad or a mouse or a trackball because the amount of space on, on that controller is like almost, it's like 60% of this. I, I, like, how can I get precise with my fat finger? That precise to move it on the screen. Maybe an action aid would work. I just see that as being a gimmick. Like, is. how is that better than using a, a, a thumb, a little analog thumb? It's, it's not going to rewrite the way video games are played. And, and, when, and when you think about it, you're maybe... Nintendo didn't with motion controls. Uh, Xbox didn't with fucking cameras. We're not going to rewrite the you know video games with touch. We've already been there. Did, what, what, did Sony use the touch on their PS4 controller to do anything? Uh, no, it sucked. The little touchpad. I don't think I, I don't think any game has ever any game on the PS4 has meaningfully incorporated the touchpad. What um. I was trying to think, maybe the touch would be a substitute for a trackball. Like, because you a trackball, you, you, you have to be controlling it as you go over. It's not just instant touch. For Missile Command, you have to move with the cursor. It's not just place the cursor there. So, finger moves, trackball moves. How many games out there are you going to need? Say even it works great. Say it works practice. Say there's no lag. Say it's one to one. Say it's as as precise as a trackball or a mouse or a, a little a little thumbstick. How many games could you possibly develop where you're actually going to utilize that and have that be an advantage? Well, a lot of PC style ports could be. I could see something like. But this is the thing. It didn't. It doesn't work. It's not comfortable. Missile Command, Centipede, old trackball games. Yeah, I was going to say SimCity, which obviously isn't going to be on there, but Utopia will be. It, it, I mean, it might. It'll substitute being it, a mouse. Yeah, it might work finger. well for something like Utopia. I see that being a pain in the ass. Sure. On that small screen. I do your too, finger. but I'm just saying. You're giving the benefit of the I'm doubt giving it, I'm trying to here because I've, I've, uh, I, I, I have nothing else positive to say about oh, this. But, but, but Ian, you could, you, could also, you could also use the, the disc as, as a giant action button. So you have your one action button for arcade games. So when you're playing your Moon Patrol, I, 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 so how are you going to play Moon Patrol? So, no, no, the Moon Patrol has to be used as a D-pad. But if you're playing Missile Command, I think the argument is you can use that to fire your lasers, but then you use the, 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 the screen to, to, to aim. I'm tr- Great. Wonderful. So, so, so that was that I, I, I want to talk about the controller because plus the controller looked, looked really chunky. It looked chunky. Yeah. I me. mean, he says prototype 3d printed controller, but it looks a I little mean, chunky, a little chunky. Um, so then I want to get into real quick about, about, about explaining about the marketing plan and, and what the, what the idea of this, uh, there was a quote three uh, that Tommy said, Tommy Tarico, the CEO of Intellivision Entertainment. Three billion play games, only 7% are hardcore gamers. I guess he means console gamers or, and PC gamers he considers console uh, or hardcore gamers. So I guess that means uh, that means there's there's still, you know, two point whatever, 2.8 billion that that's his potential market to tap into the casuals to play this. He's doing a percentage game. Well, what if we only get 1% of those 2.8 billion? This will this will sell you know 280 million of these. That's not how market shares work. Cuz I can't just go and start a pizza store down the street and say, "Well, the pizza business Ian, is 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 2 billion dollars a year or whatever it is. If I just get 1% of that, I'm I'm no, that's not how oh, yeah. anything works. Oh. I can't just start a shoe company and say I'm gonna. I only need to take Ian one percent of Nike's market share, and my shoe company will be successful. Ask Big Baller Brand how that worked out, you know, or it doesn't work. Thinking I can just take a minute. What did happen with Big Baller Brand? Oh, it ended up that the, the, the one of the guys running it was stealing money or something, and so 
the son left it and then they try to get it. Anyway, that's all. The whole point is this. I'm not calling this Big Baller brand. I'm not calling that. But it's the equivalency, equiv- the equivalency of thinking in that way where I just need to take a f- 0.5%. I, when I used to see people, I used to watch... If I Shark- can get just a measly share of when, when I used to watch Shark Tank... And they would have people say that if I just get one percent of the soap market, all the sh- people would be like, "What are you talking about? That's not how business works. works." Yeah, it's not just saying I can just take a percentage and be done with it. That's not how this game works for any product at all. It's not like, well, you know. And plus, maybe those casual gamers are just satisfied with with what they have in their hand. Or, or playing the maybe they don't need to spend one fifty. I'm sorry, one seventy. No, I'm sorry, uh, two hundred. I'm sorry, two fifty. Between two and three hundred dollars, um, to to be able to do what they can already do, and the so the other marketing plan that uh, was said about in this was that um, uh, they're marketing to millennial moms. That was a specific statement. So if 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 I if I had integrity as an interviewer or any skill, the what what would you ask? This is what I would ask him. I would say, do you think it's a smart strategy? marketing to a specific demographic millennial moms that weren't alive when your ip attached to your system was relevant yeah or recognizable so millennial moms uh the oldest one would be um i guess my age millennials uh, the, the youngest millennials like 40 or 38 39 they weren't they weren't alive to see the Intellivision be a hit, or they were in the womb or barely crawling. The Intellivision was dead by the video game crash. No, I, feel like I don't it, want to hear any bullshit that they still produce it in the late 80s. And I also feel like it's it's uh, it, it's 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 a bit insulting. Oh, millennial moms will love this. No, most most moms I know that are of millennial age that grew up playing video games like no video games, and they know what they're and not. Grew up with Nintendo. They're not fucking idiots. And they grew up with Nintendo, so they, if they need a kid console, they're going to go to Nintendo. Nintendo. Exactly. And they're going to say, oh, I grew up with Mario. You my, think my millennial kids... moms didn't grow up with video games? They're probably the most video game, like... Millennials uh, are the, the biggest generation exposed, of video gamers. Yeah, yeah. exposed gamers yeah. ever. You're not going to magically get them with, well, here's a kid-friendly console for you, millennial mom, and you're, 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 you're fucking 2.5 kids. No, they're going to go, hey, I know Nintendo. Kids. They're like, I know Nintendo, and I know these games. It's silly. I think he referenced we're going to try to market it. There's a mom 2.0 convention they're going to market at. And then the other one he said we're going to try to get, um, I think he said like children influencers on YouTube, I guess, to play it. So imagine if you're sent this and, and you're a seven or eight year old. Some of these are like five. These, these, these kids are making a ton of money with their parents. You're a five or six year old. And you get an, an Intellivision Amico. Uh, uh, you think that's going to go over well with, with that five or six or seven year old's audience? You think that those kids are going to be like, well, can't wait to play skiing. I can't wait to, to play this. What What is that? Missile Command? Like, what is that? Like, they're not going to have a frame of reference for these games. I think I think you're really you're really trying to transpose your childhood 40 years later to a different generation. You can't go backwards in entertainment and assume that, you know, it's like, well, why don't we just remake black and white movies? Everyone's going to love them that we loved them back then. No, time marches on. In technology and entertainment always marches forward. It, it almost rarely goes backwards in, a, in aesthetic. Unless it's like a really small niche you're going to hit on. But I don't see the moms being the group that'll say, Hey, Timmy, I got you in television, Amigo. When the mom probably knows the kid's been yelling about getting a Switch light, Right? You listen to your kids. Or let's be realistic. 
Uh, kids are honestly as young as like six are yelling for Xboxes and PlayStation Fours. Sure, I think I think the family unit is also a lot different now than it, it might have been then. I I mean, uh, you can have your opinions on whether something is good or bad for a kid, but I'm going to say the majority of of America when they go out looking for a video game system for their kid, they're not exactly looking for something that's marketed as family friendly. They're looking for what the kid wants that's going to keep the kid happy. Yeah, shut the kid up, shut him up. So I can't picture uh, little Johnny for Christmas a- asking for, uh, say his mom's like, oh, he's going to enjoy the, the television, Miko. It's going to be like getting socks to them. They're going to be like, what the hell is this? Uh, wh- where's, where's Mario? It's going to be a classic case of come January, give it a week, two weeks. Kid's going to be like, I want an Xbox again. And the mom's going to be like, well, we got you an Amico. And the kid's going to go, the Amico sucks, mom. You got to keep kids happy. You got to get kids buying. You don't got to get moms buying. You got to get the kids buying. They're buying for the children. Yeah. You have to get the kids interested. If my, this would be the equivalent. You're not, not going to have. This is the equivalent. I asked for an NES in 87. We'll just say this is about a 10-year-old, 15-year-old technology. If my dad brought a, 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 a fucking Pong clone and put it under my Christmas tree in 1987, this would be the equivalent to me. Sure. I'd be like, what is what? Yeah, yeah, this is what you played when you were younger, but wh- why should I be playing this? Like, why? Because you because it was how you gamed back then? You think it's going to be fun for my generation? No, that's not how this works. One other thing really bothered me. He stressed that he stressed that there was only one Disney Frozen game on phones, and it's a match three. And anyone that was a decent fucking interviewer or had any critical thinking thought would not have taken that at face value right away. Because I didn't, as soon as I said that, I searched for Disney Frozen on my phone. There's about four or five Frozen games. I don't know why that bothered me. To me, that was such a weird claim. There's only one Frozen game. And I'm like, what? So we got Disney Frozen Adventures, an adventure game, not a match three. Uh, We have Disney uh, Frozen Free Fall game. Whatever that is. Is is that the match match three? Probably. We have a Frozen uh, augmented reality game. We have a Disney Story Realms game, which includes Frozen 2 as part of that. We have a Jigsaw puzzle game with Disney Frozen. So the whole point is this, is that you got to follow up with questions when you talk to people. You have to pay attention to what they're saying and not just just fucking just eat the slop that they're saying. It's just, I'm not trying to make a big point of that, but if, if, if he's stretching the truth on that, what else are you stretching the truth on during the infomercial that's being conducted? Right. That's just a small, stupid thing that, I, again, was easily could fact-checked in three seconds on my phone. Am I being wrong for saying that? That's just a small thing, but like follow up on these things. Because even I thought that, what? There's only one Frozen game? <clears throat> of course, that probably doesn't include consoles or what else is out there. No, I don't doesn't. know what's out there or whatever. Not a lot. But... Or, your, or your free crappy Facebook game or what have you. But on the phone, there's four or five I just saw in a second. So there you have it there. Um, so any final thoughts on this? It was just... I'm just at first you didn't want to talk about this until you watched the you got you got annoyed. No, because I don't like being as angry as 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 I get and when we started this thing I really was like I want it to succeed. I don't think there's a market for it, but I wanted to. Ugh. But the amount of just bullshit and crap that's coming out of this and the the way they're trying to spin mobile quality games they're trying to tell you that this controller is going to change everything. They're trying to tell you that you need to go out and buy this console for somewhere between, you know, 150 and $225 or whatever the fuck it's currently going for now. I don't know. Um, there was one. With the pre-orders, which weren't ever going to be a thing. Now they're doing second round of pre-orders. Second round of pre-orders. Uh, you know, all exclusive games. That's falling apart that's really bullshit. quickly. 
It's bullshit. It, it, it's it's uh, now I'm getting angry because it's all bullshit and all of the wait and see. Well, we're waiting and seeing, and nothing is changing. Sure. Um, there was uh, the last thing we're gonna we're gonna stop in this to show that we're we're not the only haters out there. Haters. Um, Nintendo Life was the only semi mainstream or mainstream news outlet that really covered the gameplay trailer, and their headline was: New game footage suggests the Intellivision and Miko will struggle to pull families away from Switch. Winning the living room is no easy feat. In that article, mind you, they were still using the old price points for the games being three to eight dollars. Now it's three to ten, and they were still using the one forty nine yeah. to one seventy nine price point. So they didn't even have the two fifty price point on here. Imagine how the tone might even shifted if it's now a hundred dollars more from what they quoted in the article. Basically, the point is that the the commentary uh, on that article is very dismissive of the price point at one hundred and fifty dollars for the console. Whatever the price point ends up being, it's not going to be one hundred and fifty anymore. Some of the comments: This is a st- stupid idea. Well, who would pay so much when their parents all have Apple TV, Roku, and Fire Stick that does the same thing better and cheaper? Crappy low budget games do fairly well on mobile devices as everyone already has one for other. Their purposes. Hard to see many people buying a system specifically for the purpose of playing them. One just has a surprise Pikachu face with his mouth open, which is a meme. Um, I think I'll save my 149 to 179 and put it towards the next PlayStation or Xbox. Cheap games is fine, although 299 isn't that cheap for free slash 99 cent games on mobile. Starting at 179 seems a lot for what it is too. Again, imagine if they said starting at 229 or 249. This will only appeal to collectors or those with nostalgia for Intellivision. In this interview, he says he's trying to keep it below 200, which is a much... Was trying to at first. uh, I thought that's what he said he was still trying to do here, which is still a far cry from him getting pissed at us because it was going to be 150, 150, 150. Well, I said between two to three hundred dollars, again, erroneously, and I got called out for that, and I'm going to be right on this. Um... Don't really see the appeal of this at the system's price when it essentially looks like the games would run in any Android box for a cheaper price point. It seems like an Ouya with gimmick controllers to me. Right. We got it. So, all right. Well, there you have it. We'll, we'll see what we'll see the next uh, big surprise of insider info with hopefully someone uh, not wearing uh, the same sweatshirt of the product of the person. Yeah, these things would be a lot more credible if they stopped happening with people who were wearing Amico clothes during during the event probably all right ian our buddy friend of the podcast ben heck back back in our in our eyes here Mm. ben heck did another public service by fixing another prototype console this was the sega pluto prototype so the sega pluto was to be a variant of the sega saturn so slight difference because you know the saturn did come out this had the big difference between a Saturn and this. Obviously, it, it looks slightly different. It looks different, and it uh, has a built-in hard drive and a netplay modem. Sure. So that's the big features there. Um, and because uh, there was a Saturn modem you can buy, correct? Was there a Saturn one? Or yeah, there's Netlink games for Saturn. Yeah. So there was once. This was going to build it in, but there was a hard drive. Actually, I think it was. I think it was already on the. Now I'm confused. Might have been a broadband modem. No, it would have been too early for broadband. Yeah, it was just a yeah. Dreamcast had a generic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a generic uh, fifty, uh, you know, telephone line one. So, so Ben Heck got this. This was fr- uh, found by a collector, I believe, at a flea market or swap meet uh, over ten years ago. He tried to put it for auction in 2013. I saw the articles a few months before the podcast started. Mm-hmm. Would, and so, what was wrong with this? Thankfully, there wasn't a huge amount to fix on this. He resoldered some some. Some uh, you know, some wires and things like that to make sure they're more secure. It was it, he put a little spring in to make sure that the the, the disc uh, desktop 
open and close properly. Um, and that's really the, the large of it of, about what Ben had to fix on this, thankfully. Everything else was fine. The games read fine. Um, and he postulated this that this was so early a prototype because um, it wasn't ABS plastic, uh, Ben discovered. Because he, he went inside it and took a little bit of... Uh, it was painted. Uh, and so okay. it was a, a generic gray plastic. It was even it was such a, a prototype of a prototype that it wasn't even molded in that color. That was so that's interesting. So he says he I wonder have, if the gray was the gray that they used for the Japanese Saturns and they painted it to do a mock up for what it would look like in sure. the, for a US audience. Maybe for like a trade show. Yeah. You know, things things like that. Exactly. So that was interesting to me. He said he said this is definitely not ABS. He actually put it he, he took a piece and he put it in his mouth, I guess, to to to, to the, the texture. Oh, I don't know that to taste it, but to get the texture, he's like, "Oh no, this isn't this isn't maybe." I just thought it was funny. <laughs> I don't know if it was going to be like a be like a Nintendo Switch a game thing where you lick it, but no, he said this is not ABS. This is something else. So they didn't even have the mold productions to, ready to go. Like this was like a one off that they somehow molded, right? Or or so so. Uh, also, our, our our buddy Adam Korlick was was a was with the owner there, yeah, and, yeah, Adam. and Adam said that they. That this, this is only the second one known to exist. The other one is is in Japan somewhere, and that there were six created, and the other four they think were destroyed. So these these are these are two of a kind, not one of a kind here. Gotcha. Um, so it's interesting. Um, I really hope. To me, the biggest part about it, obviously, this is a system. This is a variant of a system, so this is, is it is as important as you know Nintendo PlayStation. But what could be on that hard drive? Who knows? It could be interesting. I don't know. So I I think they should probably. I think uh, I think what they said that they they tried to mount the drive. And it wouldn't be recognized on a Linux system, and then so hopefully they hopefully they clone it digitally. Uh, the, the drive it's a 560 meg hard drive, so hopefully they clone it digitally and people try to crack it, and get it or get in there and see what's in there. Maybe there's a prototype. Maybe there's a you know I, I don't know. Maybe something interesting. I don't know. That's the only thing I think that's the most interesting part about this is that they wanted to include a hard drive potentially uh, when they came out with this. Yeah, I, I don't see what, what. Do you have any ideas why they want to do that for the Saturn? I mean, maybe just. An early form of updates or something like that. If it was paired Through with the, internet. the, if it was paired or with download the internet. games, right? I, like I, the I satellite. Think, I think Satella. it would. I think it might have been. Yeah, I'm not sure that they would have done that necessarily, but they could have also. Yeah, updates, little things like that. Sure. Um. So that's all I'm going to say really right now for this. Uh, ben did a good job of this. They, they they played a couple of games on here. Um. They also, I think, that they also tested the um one of the memory uh memory uh, pack carts there um he, yeah he said it was definitely an early prototype also we look at the buttons the buttons are so small and kind of just like generic buttons there yeah it's it's just uh very pr- prototypey i think he said or very just very early for one of these systems here so the only thing i want to say about this is that this came for when this came for auction it it didn't sell i think there was a reserve on it there's an old article i linked here in uh there's a couple of polygon articles back from 2013 uh, it said that the internet turned against the owner trying to sell the prototype uh, at the time. Uh, at the time, he said, I bought it uh, at a flea market in Stockton, California for $1. The guy I bought it from thought it was a VCR, and I haggled him down to $1 from 5 he told Polygon over email. So later, he admitted that when he got it, he, he didn't know what it was. He just probably thought it was a Saturn or some video sure. game system. That, man, that haggling can backfire. If, it, if it's something you even think is rare at all, don't haggle. Here's the $5. Thank you so much. Yeah, just take it. Thank you, and, and take it. I just said haggling that was funny. from a dollar, from $5 to a dollar. Just fucking pay the $5. Well, I, th- I just said that was funny. I'm not trying to get on, but I think that's funny that you would try to attempt that. If, if, yeah. you, if you know it's a prototype, here, here's 10 Just, <laughs> just right. take, here, take the change. Just take it. He said, I thought it was just a huge Sega Saturn. 
Um, this ha- well, this kind of happened to. Um, that's how I got my in my uh, JVCXI um, from the swap meet. A good old Wario was at the same table looking, and he just thought it was a Genesis. Like he just saw a bunch of games, and the guy wanted like eighty bucks for the XI in like twenty games. And so he passed over. Oh, it's not worth it. I was like, nope, I know that's an XI. Thank you very much. Yeah. He did. He either didn't know it was a Genesis or didn't know it existed. Like he just glossed over it. Good old Wario there. That's how I got my XI uh, down there. Um, so, so yeah, and that was in 2013 that he tried to sell it. It ended at $15,500 back in 2013 with a reserve price still unfulfilled. Uh, I'm guessing with, with, with all the PlayStation uh, prototype, Nintendo PlayStation hubbub, hubbub, uh, with, with the Heritage Auctions, Maybe you saw an opportunity. The, the owner said, "Hey, maybe I can get this in the, in the spotlight." It's not a one of a kind, though. And again, this this is an existing system. It's just a variant of one. It's still interesting. It is to me. It's still super interesting. Uh, but to me, it's not as interesting as something like the Sega Neptune, which was the standalone like 32x system that uh, Sega never put out. Also, I think that playing it like this is going to bite this guy in the ass. You put it up for auction to try to get an idea of what it was worth seven with, years ago. Yeah, with the high price, and I. I don't know. I I feel like I feel like doing that. I feel like you should. Seven years ago, okay, maybe it's changed, but I still I don't feel like there would be still a huge market for it. I feel like you take what you get. Maybe he really didn't want to get rid of it, but still. Well, he put it for auction with reserve, so I mean. But you said he put it at a ridiculously high reserve. Oh, it was yeah. So then I guess it was to see the get feelers. Yeah, to get feelers. But the better way to do that is just do best offer. He did say he did want it in, in the video with Ben. He did say he thought about maybe touring it around and, and showing it off. I mean, you can. I just think I, you I just, can, and I think and it would be cool to see. I would like to see it, but don't do it with the expect that it's going to get you a ton more money. Yeah, sure. Because now we have diminishing returns. I mean, Nintendo PlayStation prototype console it was like the probably the, the grail of the unreleased consoles i guess sure is there another one you can probably think of that like maybe the atari cosmos no. which yeah which the, there's the one work ones i think the video game history museum has i thought it was just a wooden mock-up i think they have a, i think they have two of them they had the box for one and anyway, i thought there was one that was working anyway but that's atari though so it's like it would right. be cool and but they do have the neptune uh in frisco they do have the, that neptune prototype i remember seeing it at the ces 2012 or 11 whatever that was when Rue, when Rue didn't know what a 2600 was. Sorry, Rue. Anyway, <laughs> we love Rue. But um, yeah, that, that's all I'm going to say about this is that it's interesting that this is coming out uh, in, in the public eye again after so long. If this went to auction, Ian, being that the, the Nintendo PlayStation underperformed and hit 300 or 360 with it, I think this would hit. And the fact that there's two of these, I don't think you'd hit 100 grand on this. In my eyes, because no, I that. don't think so either. I think it would go for maybe half, but no. The, plus, the Saturn doesn't have the cachet of the Nintendo PlayStation. And again, this is a system that exists. You're playing, you're playing a Saturn. Sure, still cool. I'm not saying it's not cool. You know, if if I if, if I found a Nintendo uh, NES prototype, that that'd be cool to me. I guess who? I guess Nintendo still owns the ABS, the original ABS. They got that on display somewhere, I believe. Mm. They have to the one they, they they before they switched it up when we were still, still thinking about parting with Atari. So, are right, any last thoughts on that one? No, Ian. We love we love this time of year. We do springtime isolation. It's the World Video Game Hall of Fame inductees, not inductees, the finalists, announced. finalists have been announced for twenty. Come on down. Here they are. Ready? I'm going to list them all off, and then we can talk about them briefly. Bejeweled, Centipede, Frogger, Goldeneye 007, Guitar Hero, King's Quest, Minecraft. NBA Jam, Nokia Snake, 
Super Smash Brothers Melee, Uncharted 2 Among Thieves, and Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? This is a solid list. Really good list. I think it's a real solid list. Uh... Oh, like last year, there wasn't a couple I wasn't unfamiliar with. I was like, oh, that's the cave story. I was like, oh, this one, I, I kind of know all these. Here's a few. Uh, yeah, so so here, here's a, here's my brief opinions on these. Bejeweled, absolutely. Uh, not the first match three, but certainly the most popular of the match threes. Yeah, I didn't realize it came out. 2001 it came out? Yeah, it's been oh, out forever. It was wow. it was on, like, it was on those old, like, Java phones, and it was slow. You could play it on the PC as well. What was a Java phone? I don't remember. No, like old phone games were done in Oh, Java. okay. Sure. Um, Centipede? Absolutely. Centipede. Centipede. Centipede you is still... Run away. Centipede is still a unique game. Um, Imagine if I had a touchpad to play it, though. Iconic. Uh, Frogger? Absolutely. GoldenEye 007? I d- it, this is one of those instances where I don't like the game, but I absolutely agree that it should be in here. Absolutely. It was the game that popularized FPS on the console, and, I mean, honestly... Couch co-op, too. Couch co-op. You play it with your family in a living room. And, uh... <laughs> and, 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 so pleased with myself every and, time I say that. It, but, brought, uh, it brought the first-person shooter it, to, to a lot of people, because a lot of people still didn't have computers yet. It reshaped what, what yeah. console gaming was going to become. Sure. And not even in that generation, because in that generation, FPS didn't really take off. It was the next generation. It was the sure. the PS2s and, and, and the GameCubes and that yeah, sort of I mean, stuff. There, were, really took there off. were first-person shooters on the PS1, I believe, but like... Nothing they, they particularly like yeah, special. Um, Good old Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero, again, I don't like it, but I, I, I agree it was a cultural phenomena. Um, King's Quest... For sure, absolutely. And uh, Roberta Williams was just uh, Roberta Williams herself was just recognized uh, during what would have been GDC. I can't remember what the. Oh, they're the, gonna give her an award. They they already did. Yeah, she she won an award well, last got, week. She got the video game award. Think it was, a few years ago. Yeah, the, and then she got this time. this one. Or him and her and Ken, I believe. Um, Minecraft again. Uh, it, it, one of those things where I can totally see why it's important. I've tried to play Minecraft, and I'm like, oh god, this is too much. It uh, sold 176 million copies. That's insane. National Basketball Association Jam. Absolutely. My game on that list. The first popular, say, party sports game. Love NBA Jam. As a matter of fact, I voted for NBA Jam just now. <laughs> oh, you voted already? Yeah, I voted oh, you already. Know you vote on one? Uh, you can vote once a day. Um, once you're going to come back and vote. And NBA Jam is also one of those weird games where, while technically the later ones are probably improved, you can still go back and play the original, and it's the fondness of the characters in the original or players, and it, you get along fine playing the original versus tournament or even hang time. You know, when, it, when me and my friend Lincoln play, yeah. we play just the original the on the Genesis. We don't even play TE. We just play Jam on the Genesis. It's good enough. It's great. It's fantastic. The game's fucking fantastic. I don't know why I play the Genesis version, but okay. Because it's way better than the Super Nintendo version. Three buttons? Oh, yeah? Well, you got to hold the, the A and hit the B. No trick. You got to use the six button to get the turbo going. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> Snake. Snake. Nokia Snake. Um, that's actually pretty... I, I never had a Nokia cell phone. I didn't have a cell phone until 2004, so I'm way behind. But I do agree Snake should be up there. Super Smash. Well, 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 but I mean, there, there's been tons of Snake games but because the Nokia because everyone, that was the first cell phone game you want to say like that was huge. Like that, that was huge, and also yeah. be, it was also because um, it's just like how Solitaire got big because everyone had it. Nokia Snake was big because everyone who had a cell phone in that era had something like that. Had that Nokia phone. I mean, there were entire 
uh, kiosks in malls dedicated to just selling new cover plates for that specific model of wow. Nokia I don't remember phone. that. In the you malls? don't? No, I don't. I was done with mall, mall ratting days by then, probably. That, that, that was like probably the most popular cell phone then, and everyone had for it. For first generation. Everyone played Snake for a first-gen iPhone. Oh, I'm sorry, Rich. I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't have I one either. I, didn't, I just said yeah, I did it. I didn't have one until <laughs> I was 22. Um, oh, you got it the same year? Are you two years younger than me? You yeah. Got, I got mine in 2004. Uh, I got mine in 2002, maybe. Yeah, so may, maybe it was when I was 20. Okay. Pre-installed more than 350 million phones. Oh, what was I going to say? shit. Super Smash Brothers. This is really... Melee, specifically. This really is like the year where I I understand almost all of these, even though they were games I didn't really play. Super Smash Brothers Melee is probably the most popular of all the Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers is hugely popular. It opened up fighting games to a whole category of people who didn't think they liked them because it's just different enough, but it's still, you know, a competitive... You know, combat game. Combat. Um, uh, tank battle. Iron tank. Whatever. Uh, Amica. Uh, Uncharted 2 Among Thieves. This is the one that I don't really get. Now, granted, I haven't played them. I know a lot of people like them. But Uncharted 2, I think, was the one that really... I understand it in this way. Uncharted 2 is the one that people really point to when they say video games turned into watchable movies at this point. Okay. I've always heard that Uncharted 1, the first Uncharted, uh, Drake's Fortune, was more like a Tomb Raider game. Okay. Uh, and I'm assuming that that means in like the classic way. Once you explore, got... Explore around more, yeah, more and, open. Uh, Uncharted 2, like I said, I could be very wrong, but I, from that point on, it became more of like an interactive movie. I know people said there was a lot of interactive cutscenes, and Uncharted 3 did that even more so. I know it's a popular series, Um but it just, it's the one that stands out as, there's four Uncharted's now, also, and I feel like Uncharted 2, with the way that Sony puts these, or not Sony, it's Naughty Dog, puts these games out, um, I don't know that a lot of people are going to remember Uncharted 2, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't know anything about the Uncharted. So I could besides, be very wrong. Besides with, the fact that. that the movie's been pushed back like four years trying to do the movie. And then where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's Probably the most there. popular educational it's, game of all time. It's up there with Oregon. I would say I would maybe say Oregon Trail is a little bit more fondly remembered, but really, yeah, it's going to be close between well, those it, two. It's a much larger franchise. They had a TV show. Yeah, it's multiple true. TV shows and three. The new Netflix one. There's three TV shows. True, true. You're right. Truly. Um, in they, terms of what it's it's gone undone. Yeah. Was that, that nominated before? Did they nominate that in years past. It just didn't get selected. I don't know. Maybe I always think that the, the that like I see all these games. Like, why not just take them all? Like, why do you have to like single out a few? Like, uh, how many did they take? Because I've been to the actual Strong Museum. And they do like a, they do a display. Yeah, the museum is huge, but they're, okay. they're they're working on a the, like a dedicated video game like like the building essentially. Uh, right now, they do have kind of limited space, and it's always fun to it's always fun to vote. Do a little light competition, so they take, see which wins. So they take about what? They take like half of them. About looks like I'm trying to see. Or, I think or, they take three. Yeah, uh, more than I think it's more than three. I think yeah, they take more, three plus. So, so let's see. Last year they got choice. I'm trying to see all the inductees at once. So 2019, we go had, back to the main page. Where's the Where's the list of all of them? I don't know. Colossal Cave was last year. Yes. Was Mario Kart last year? Uh, Solitaire was last year. Mortal Kombat was last year. That's three. Yeah, that's right. Because I remember Solitaire one. Only yeah, th- I think it's I three think, or four. I I thought it was three, and then a like viewer's choice, but it might be two and a viewer's choice. 
So 2016 was Sims, Sonic, and Space Invaders. Legend of Zelda. So okay, so it's three. So it's three out of what is Oregon it? Trail was 2016 as well. Okay, so it's so about three. Th- I think that's four. Either way, whatever. Yes, it's, it's it's less than half of them. Yes. Okay. So um, I was I would say this. I like that they. Uh, what I like about this is that they do an uh, they do every era of gaming almost every year. Yeah, and they make and every, every in every sort of console. So you got you got your PC. You know, you got your arcade, mm-hmm. you got your mobile phone stuff, you got your newer. So they they do like almost every every decade, and they're well game. thought out picks. Yes. Like every year, every single entry has been like one where it's like I get this. Even Uncharted Two, which is probably the one I get the least of this year. You know, maybe talk to me in five years about it if its importance has suddenly gone up. But most of the time, I look at them, and even if I don't agree, I get why they're angling for that game, why that game was chosen. Yeah, there's been about, looks like, about 16 to 18 uh, ones that are in the Hall of Fame. They started in 2015 uh, with Doom, Super Mario Brothers, what, what was the third, two, and Pong. So, okay. So, the, the, you know, like three or four a year. Yeah. Eventually, you know, in 50 years, we'll have a solid <laughs> list of, like, 200 games. Because, honestly, if, if you did this, like, it's, say say you did this, like, um, well, it's, it's always different. Like, with baseball, you got to hit, like, what is it, 70%? Have to vote. It doesn't matter. You know, you have to hit seventy percent. In, in football, it's like a tiered system where only a certain amount. This is like the, the football one. Only a certain amount get in every year. Yeah, like you got It's like only a certain amount, and that's it. Baseball, you can have zero, you one, two, three, four, year. five. You can have a third year. Yeah, but so far they haven't brought them back. Is what I'm saying. I don't think. But then again, I, I haven't been tracking this. I don't every year. Think so, but I imagine they will. They're gonna have to. Because because some of these deserve well, to get in that don't. Yeah, like this year, I I could make an argument for all of them. Sure, and that's, but that's a good list then. Yep. The same way Mike Piazza should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer, not third or fucking fourth. Sorry. Ridiculous. Anyway. The best catchers ever. Fuck you, Roger Clemens. Sorry. Patrick Country, can we move on to the Patreon? To the Patreon! Patreon.com slash CU Pockets is where you access our Patreon. Ian uh, does a writing once a week. Got to do one for this week. Did yeah. one last week. I did one last week. It qualified for a week. Um, it does. And you also get the monthly Ian Hangout, and you also get the um, the uh, the Patreon poll topic. And the full video podcast. Talk about a public health crisis. So um, the poll topics in third place are phone games, real video games, 8%. Hey, Nokia Snake deserves to be in the Hall of, Hall of Fame. So there you go. It's a real game. Second place. Will we ever see a major console? Another another major console that is not. We're I'm we're so axing that for next week. It got second place though. It's weird because I feel like people know our impressions. Uh, whatever. Third and, place. The obvious choice. Sixty nine, dude. Sixty nine percent. It's our first sixty nine percent. Nice. Good games to play in isolation during this public, this certain public health crisis. Health isolation crisis. crisis. In. Pat. Good games to play in isolation. Go. Slow stuff is good to play right now. Slow stuff that takes some time. So get your grind on. Pull out a fucking grindy RPG. Pull out that Animal Crossing. Um, I started playing a uh, roguelike on PC. And when I say roguelike, I don't mean like a roguelike. This is very much a randomly generated ASCII sort of maze game. Uh, I started playing one called Cogmind. That's really good. You start off as just like a core, essentially, and you fight little robots, 
and you cog mind? Yeah, and you use the pieces from the robots to make yourself stronger. So you can take like weapons and like legs or wheels and stuff from the other robots and put them on. And yeah, you just go through the randomly generated ASCII type mazes. It's got a really slick look to it. It's flashy. It's fun. Um, but games like that where like you grind endlessly. That's one where if you die, you just keep starting over. Um, Animal Crossing, where you got to set up three houses for people. Um, Don't like that. A game that I go to every single time one of these questions comes up, because it's always about Desert Island, or you've got a lot of time. Play some Civilization. Oh, yeah, absolutely. A good, a good game of Civilization oh, is going to take you through most of your boring, unfortunate day right now. Well, you can play like the, the app or... Uh, like uh, handheld ones you can get through a game in like an hour and a half two hours you ain't getting through a regular console or pc one in two hours by the way i do have to say that civilization revolutions is one of my favorite versions of civilization the cut down one the one that they did for ps3 360 ds it was fucking yeah. i'm sure it was on pc as yeah, well you can play a game like in an hour and a half it was awesome it's so it, good it got rid of what it got rid of trade it got rid of building your own roads it yeah. got rid of like i think it got rid of spies i don't know if it got rid of spies but it, it, it just truncated the experience down to yeah. something more digestible it's a lot of fun yeah um, i agree also, uh, yeah, it's, it's a good time to go back to that back catalog. Play a favorite. Play something that you love that um, you haven't played in a while because wow. you need something to cheer you up right now. It's why I'm still playing all the old Doom games. I did not get Doom Eternal. I'll wait. I'm, 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 I'm going. This will play it, right? This will play it. Oh, this will play it, but I can get it on PS4 as well. Um, but I'm still going through everything. I got to get Doom 64. I'm going. I'm going. Th- I'm, I'm doing a full run through of the Doom series. In in, in my, I should do in, it on Twitch. In my, uh, in my my quarantine. I should do. I should do Doom, Doom two, and all the whatever the, the different variants. And do I'll skip Doom three. No, just do it. Do Doom three. Just do them all. Get just Doom 64. Fucking. No, I'm gonna do Doom 64. I'm just gonna do Doom three. Doom 64 is good. But, but I want it's to just keep it going. Different. I just want to keep it going, though. Well, you want me to play the Jaguar version too? No, then? Doom sixty four is literally a different game. Okay, with new maps, new but enemies. How am I going to stream that easily? I guess in the Switch, I'll get it. I can stream it on the Switch. It's probably on PC as well. Doom sixty four on the PC? They put it on PS four. It might be on PC. I'll check Steam right now. I'm looking. <laughs> okay, um, I would recommend that. Yeah, I don't. Here's the thing. What if you want social interaction though? What if you want to? You know, if we're isolated, but maybe you want to do a multiplayer game with someone. Maybe you want to do... You're right. I don't like people, so I tend to isolate uh, naturally. Yeah, so you're a natural isolationist. Uh, play an MMO. P- play some World of Warcraft. Play some World of Warcraft. Play, play some, some uh, EverQuest. Play some EverQuest. Play some what? S- some Rune. What, what, Rune? I don't know if that's a game. Well, it probably is. Play what? some Terra. What, what is, what's that? What's that? The, 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 the super capitalist one that people love in space. Oh, Eve. Play Eve. I might actually start playing Eve because my dad has some interest in it. I heard Eve is extremely fascinating. I've works. heard it's fascinating, absolutely. Because it's just like... It's its own fucking thing. It's its own thing. Yeah. It's corporations, basically, and backstabbing, and it's, it's capitalism with combat. So combat. Um, yeah. Uh, play some Honey Select. Why not? Play some Honey Select. Is that the three, 3D <laughs> That's the 3D porn game, one? yes. 3D porn game? Doom 64 is absolutely on Steam. Nine out of ten, Pat. Nine out of ten, and I can use a, 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 a four ninety nine. I don't have to use a thumb, uh, you know, a, a touchpad. I can you use can a use a touch screen if you want. You <laughs> love touch screen. I can use a mouse and keyboard to play an N sixty four game. Four dollars ninety nine cents. Well, I'll just buy it on the Switch then. Four dollars ninety. I can stream. I can stream this uh, Switch. I, you I do it. it. Do it. You I, do it. I did it before. Except it's all. Or you have to like look at the screen capture and play it. But that's. I don't. Otherwise, there's lag. Yeah, that's fine. What do you do? You have your stream switch? No, just fucking live with the lag. I just look at the switch while I'm playing. Oh, you do it that way. Yeah. 
Oh, I can do that too. Yeah, you can. I was just I was just literally using the, the gamepad pro to get my screen. I guess I, same thing, I guess. Mm. Six of one, half a dozen the other, Ian. All right. But anyways, Doom 64 is good to play it. Okay, I'll get I I want to well, 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 bad news when I when I put up my poll about what I I should stream. I said like Doom and, and FPS is like Unreal Torment. That got the second least amount of votes. You know what you should fucking stream that copy of Dark Souls you got for Christmas. Ali, Ape at Ali's been doing Dark Souls uh three. Yeah. Oh, three. Okay, you keep tabbing. She's been doing one of the the later ones. I follow her online. Okay, I'm not not casting aspersions. You know, she stayed at your place and mine. We're allowed to semi-stalker online. We're friends with her. That's weird. Um, Anyways. That's not weird. Uh, (laughs) We're friends with her. Doom 64. Play it. Um, Yeah, maybe I'll play some on a real tournament and get back in my old clan and play Assault. That was was a time. Playing Assault, eight on eight. Assault was, was it? Hello, old clan. I'm here. What the hell was the name of my clan I was in? Did I? Th- I had to do tryouts for the clan. Clan butts. Here was here was my problem. I had a medium to medium low PC, so I felt that was a disadvantage because that. So then I, my it was fr- a little pink in the center. It was a little pink in the center. Medium, medium low. Okay, I was th- you're thinking of something else. You're thinking of blue chew. I don't know. Anyway, so the problem was then you got to take down all your. You know your your uh, fucking sp- whatever uh, polygon distancing and all that. You have a, a supreme advantage playing on a PC if you have a high end system. Obviously, on a first person shooter, you just do. Mm-hmm. You can see more better detail. You can aim better. Uh, plus, I just never got my mouse sucked. It always like got stuck and wasn't smooth. I still was using a roller. I think a rollerball mouse in the early two thousands for some reason, like a fucking ball mouse, stretching that ball. So 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 yeah, I think. Um, I think I want to do some Unreal Tournament stream. I wanted to show, show people that this is how much fun I have playing. Even single player is fun. Ball Mouse is my nickname down at the Glory Hole. Because here's the thing about Unreal Tournament, Ian. Now you like me talk about it. The AI in Unreal Tournament was actually pretty damn good for the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, because it wasn't just like automatically I'll just kill you better. Even though you had that, you had uh, certain characters that you would plop in. AI would like prefer different weapons. And it wasn't like super impossible. Pop, even if it was. Pop. Even if it was on hardest mode, it wasn't super impossible. It was damn hard, but it wasn't impossible to do. I think I, I usually play second from the top. What about Impossible? Impossible in the Turtle Rever 16? Yeah. You think I should... Uh, uh, well, how did Awesome Possum come up recently? Uh, it, was in Norm's, it always comes up. Uh, no, somehow, somehow Possums came up, came up in uh, Norm, Norm Gaming Historian was, was, was streaming... Uh, I think it was streaming Paper, Paper Mario. And um, I, somehow possums came up. So. That's right. I knew Impossible was on one of those fucking European goddamn. It was an Amiga game too. Of course it was. C sixty four as well. Yep. Of course, of course it was. Yep. I mean, uh, uh, anything? Any wonder why Terraria failed? Any, anything Western on the PC Engine or the uh, like Camp California or, or the TG sixteen was absolutely a shitty Commodore sixty four or Amiga game. At I, some I, point. I I can stream Camp California, but it has has Beach Boy songs that would get copyright strike yeah. struck down. That would be a good NES. Strucken. That would be a good uh, NES Punk video, Camp California. Summer's coming up. Should mm. I do one for my 40th NES Punk video? I think I might have to. You're not a day over 30, Pat. I, I will. Excuse me. Jesus Christ, Ian. Impossible. Publishers, Gremlin Interactive, Pico Interactive. So Pico got their hands on Impossible Oh, so that's somewhere. good. <laughs> he, 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 hey, he, he hustles. He, he is the king of getting those he, those, those properties those, no one those else old wants. European computer properties that no one wants for that impossible uh, pack. There. All right. Any other ones to add? I got nothing. I think it depends. If you're in isolation, it's like Ian. Yeah, play your 
But uh, what about Animal Crossing? Is that good for isolation? It's good for both. You good can play it both. in isolation, or you can open your gates to other people to come in and play. You can tell Tom Nook to go to hell if he wants you to build other other houses for people. I can people. just walk around and keep catching bugs and hanging out with my friend how, Blathers. How are you building a house for other people if you don't have a house yet? I do. You, but uh, I do. You, you build your own house before building other people's no, houses? No, he built my house. Tom, bu- Tom house? built it. He, built, he hires builders? I guess. Or he has his children or nephews, nephews and nieces do it. I don't know. He might do it when he's Tom, done with Tom, his fucking beard. Tommy does it? That's so weird. That Timmy you, and Tommy. That's should be should be Tammy and Timmy. No, you need a boy and a girl. Oh, yeah, Tammy and Timmy. It was imp- it was an important discovery the other day uh, that Tom Nook has toe beans. He has toe beans? Yeah. What do you think he has? When he sits in a chair, you can see his little toe beans. Well, he's got, he's got paw feet. He's of adorable. course he does. He's fucking adorable. He's the finest capitalist around. I want to be Tom. I don't know if he's a capitalist. I think he's probably a drunk. He's a bastard capitalist, according to Google. Bastard capitalist. <laughs> I think he's a drunk. He's a drunk? I think he might he said be. He put, he put on some weight? He looks like he put on a beer belly, and uh, it looks like that's what he's doing. He's drinking, he's fucking slamming brews and practicing his putting game when you're not in there harassing him. Maybe do some intermittent fastening for, for Tom there? Fastening? I don't know. He's probably having a tough time fastening his pants. I said fasting. Did I say fastening? You said fastening. Intermittent fastening. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> every I'm other day I put my uh, pants on. Sometimes I button my pants. That's eh, a surprise. All right, is that it for the CU Podcast? Patreon.com. That's it. Podcast. We're done. Patreon.com. CU Podcast. This is a fun one. Um, you know, we've got nothing to announce because we're not going to be anywhere for a while. Uh, yeah, coming up, a whole lot of fucking nothing. You get, get in your online sales at uh, Luna. If you're local, you can pick them up. Yeah, so uh, in addition to the GoFundMe we are doing for Luna, there is also a, um, if you're local, check it out. Uh, today and tomorrow, I believe we're going to be accepting orders online, and we'll be doing curbside pickup from noon until three. I believe it's going to be Thursday. Uh, that's the last I heard. But yeah, check it out. Get yourself some games. Get yourself some product. Get you some product. It's get you some product. Get you some product. I, I think we got to do CU podcast noodles if we can ever get out of this. We got to get some product. I, I we I, do. I, I feel like I, we I, do. I think we got to do CU. Po- I'm like dead serious. We right? do because because wrap noodles. And I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. Uh, Boozy is one of their uh, the one of their their, their rappers. Okay. I don't like him. He's talking shit about uh, huh? what? I don't like Boozy badass. What was he talking trash about? Uh, hold on, I want to just make sure. It was uh, yeah, he was talking shit about Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade's what? daughter. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. He's, why would he? Why? Because because he feels like he needs to. So I don't want his product. I don't want Boozy Badass's product. Okay. I don't. You don't want any ramen noodles or just his? I don't know. I feel like if they're going to support that man, I might not. Oh, uh, well, but we can make our own. Maybe they're having discussion. Maybe Master P's tell him, "Hey, you got an issue? You got to fucking Master watch P's your like, goddamn Master P's like with his grill. He's like, "Hey, we got product to sell. Does he have a grill, Master P? No, a I don't think so. I thought he had a grill in WCW. No. He might. He might have. It cheese. seems like it, especially for <laughs> wrestling. It seems like, like he might have for he, a wrestling gimmick. He was the personality to have that. Yeah. That, that didn't get over. People didn't like that. They, 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 it didn't catch on. It was stupid. No. They, I, like, feel, I feel bad that that was one of Kurt Hennig's like, last big angles. It was funny as hell, though. The rap is crap, ca- cowboy, anti-rap. It was fucking hysterical. And, and uh, are all three of those guys dead that were in that? That was a bad angle. Kurt, uh, well, Hennig's dead. The taller one died like two years after W... Who's the third one in that in that group? That two of them are dead. It's depressing as hell. Anyway, it's well, a weird end to the CU podcast. Watch, watch the Vice wrestling series um, that's getting rave reviews called Dark Side of the Ring. Um, I, I, I want to watch the two parter uh, about Chris Benoit that supposedly like, Jim Cornette talked about it and he was like crying. He couldn't even watch it. 
Like it's, it's I, I it's, don't need to watch it right now. He was my favorite wrestler. I feel like I should Wait, watch which, it. Wait, which episode? The Chris Benoit one. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, by the way, it was Kurt Hennig, Bobby Duncan, Barry Windham, Kendall Windham, and Curly Bill were the members of West Texas Rednecks. It was five? It, it was five. It was around for like six months. Duncan died. Debut, June 1999. Yep. Disbanded, October 1999. Yep, that sounds about right. They yep. went through five members and, and four. Well, Duncan died, I think. Did he? When did he? He was a good wrestler. I don't oh, remember Duncan honestly. Oh, I remember the look. Duncan C A M. He died at uh, he died January twenty fourth two thousand, age thirty four. Yeah, he was like he was like the mo- most athletic of those. Uh, Barry Windham, he said, was in that group. Barry Windham and his son. He was still in WCW. I remember Barry Windham being in it. Yeah, he was still really. Yeah, he, he was the uh, he was uh, he was Skinner in, in WWF, wasn't he? No, no, he was he was he was the Hunter guy in in, in WCW Barry uh, WWF Barry Windham. Bobby Duncan Jr. Rest in peace. God. God, I want to look up wrestlers. They're all half of them are dead from the 90s. It's depressing. Sorry, we, we're done with this podcast. We're done. All right, Ian. Who the fuck is Curly Bill? Oh, Curly Bill was Virgil. Oh, that's, that's right. right. They put a hat on him. Yep. I, 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 I like the West Texas Rednecks. That was the last entertaining thing from WCW, probably. Jesus. Probably was the last. <laughs> rap is crap. <laughs> we hate rap. That was the I feel like the LWO was that uh, around then. Too. No, that was before. That was like. Early '99. Oh, okay. Two, like, remember, remember, NWO was '96. So, like, after a year, they started doing that stuff. Like, not, let's what, find out real quick. What was the LWO? LWO wrestling. And there was like 13 members of that. It was everyone. '98, '99. A debut October 1998. Disbanded January 11th, 1999. Yeah, WCW pretty much fell off a cliff after the early '99. After after the yeah. Foger pick, fo- finger poke, Foger pick, finger poke of doom. Wow, the Foger pick. Finger Poke of Doom, which was early 99, it fell off the cliff. That was it for them. They were done. Yeah. They were fucking done. Their Zenith. Zenith was uh, 97, 98. Uh, Goldberg having the title, and then they fell off the cliff after that. There was like a thousand members of that. It was basically everyone that was Hispanic in WCW, except for Rey Mysterio. Like that was, right? Yeah. Yes. I, who the fuck was Damien? I remember Ciclo- uh, Ciclope. I remember him. Hector Garza, Volano 5, Silver King, El Dandy. Damien I, 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 had the 666. I always confuse Silver King and El Dandy. To me, they're the same guy, but they weren't. No, that's awful. They are not. They uh, are not. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, El Dandy had the curly hair like me. That's Jesus. right. Well, <laughs> like, how dare you? La Parca, Psychosis, Hooventude. Oh, Ray was in it for a bit? And then Eddie Guerrero was the leader. Ray was in it for, for a bit? I don't remember that. Sorry, we're going off on a tangent. We're yeah. done. We're, we're done. done. We'll see you later. Bye.